And welcome everybody to episode 730 of RP Grinders. I'm your host Frank Branches alongside my trusty cohorts, Eric the Great, Breakman the Bold. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm okay. I'm tired. I've been busy this week. It's been a busy, oh, yeah. busy week. Oh, yeah? And, uh, I'll explain to you why it's been a busy week. Um, okay. Because I have a little bit of a bit of surprise here for you. Uh, last week, I was tasked with making a uh, making a tournament for this week, and uh, the tournament was supposed to be the worst game based on a cartoon. Yes, yes. Or, or I'm sorry, worst cartoon based on a game. Right, worst. The yeah. it was, the, and that's the problem. I couldn't find enough to make a tournament. Mm, okay. So, um, so that left me with a dilemma. So, I, and I, I was doing this on Tuesday because I didn't want to wait until the end of the week to do it. So I, yeah, I didn't come up with anything. So Wednesday, I sat down and, and thought about it, and I came up with some stuff. And finally, by about midnight last night, I was done with it. I made because oh. I couldn't decide on one tournament. I made two. Oh, two minis? No, I made two tournaments, two full blown tournaments. And that's my surprise. You guys get to choose which tournament we take. Oh, I like it. I like it. So what are our choices, Breakman? Okay. Most annoying video game character or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, most annoying character or enemy type. Or, uh, was it worst game based on a movie? Worst game based on a movie. Let, I, if, if, I mean, I like both ideas, Breakman. I can see- like I said, I couldn't decide on which one because I like both, so I did both. But I like the latter uh, a little bit better just because it's close to what we were kind of talking about, sort of. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the latter. What say you, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We can hold the other one until another time. So we yep. got two. Awesome. Okay. And you'll be providing me with that link uh, when we get to it. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm working on that right now. <laughs> All right. All right. No problem. All right. Let's, uh, you know what? Um, while we're waiting for all that, it's not till the end of the show, let's uh, hit up the news. RPG News. All right, Eric, you're up. Mm-hmm. We got from RPG site, NIS America to release Cry Machina in fall 2023 for PlayStation 5 or to just Switch and PC. And it'll feature Japanese voices and English text, so no English dub, unfortunately. Um, For those who are really adamant about their video game experience, or their anime experience having English dubs. <laughs> I I don't know why anybody wishes that. Like, nine times out of ten, the English dubs are far inferior. So, I mean, get over it, people. Reading is not hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Shut up. Reading is fundamental, damn it. Damn it. You guys maybe, remember? maybe if localization budgets were, like, such that they could hire good talent, then maybe I'd be more interested in English dubs hmm. most of the time. Yeah. It just, it never works out. I don't know why. It's just, uh, almost never. Like, usually the dubs are but pretty like, shitty. Like, like you're not getting a good dub unless your game's name is Yazaka. Or like a Dragon Out, as it's called. Or, uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Or, or, um, I guess, I guess, 
Like, it has a lot of unknown characters, but I didn't particularly find the voice acting bad. But I guess Dragon Quest would be that too, because it's by the same company that does Final Fantasy, so they have yeah. a budget. Right. Um, okay. Well, I mean, this uh, Cry Nakina looks pretty good. Cry Machina looks. And, and like, you decent. listen to the English localizations in Fire Emblem Engage, and it's kind of not good, but not bad either. It's just there. Yeah. Looks like Alice Cedra and Drapsnat are in there as well. I see yeah, lurkers. To be fair to Nintendo, it's the first time they've actually had extensive voice acting in a Fire Emblem game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anything else on this story, Eric? Um, uh, I could go over the story a little bit. Uh, in a world where humans went extinct thousands of years ago, synthetic beings known as Day Ex Machina, as in D E I. Get it? And deistic. Right, right. Uh, have been tasked to bring mankind back. Join three EVE acronym, uh, the recreated psyches of deceased humans distilled in synthetic bodies as they seek their full-fledged humanity, explore Eden, discover the secrets hidden within. Alright, sounds pretty so, decent. So it's an decent. action RPG. Yeah. And de- Oop, I don't know what that was. Mm. Uh yeah, it looks good. I mean, I was looking at the like the mini trailer. It looks pretty decent. So, uh check it out. All right, uh Breakman next story, please. Coming to us live from RPG site. Trinity Trigger launches on April 25th in North America and May 16th in Europe and Australia. A PC version has been announced, but I guess no date. So, Hold your breath and keep on holding. Uh, Trinity Trigger is an action RPG inspired by 90s classics featuring three playable characters and eight weapon types that can be changed on the fly. Okay. Yeah, we were just commenting on this before. Eric says he... Uh, also, I think the reason that Crymockin won't have an English dub is because most of that budget's going towards um, the Trails of Reverie and Trails in the Darkness uh, localization. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, Eric and I were talking about this Trinity. Oh, yeah, I forgot to put that on the list. Uh, let me get another link. Just one okay. more. All right. Um, uh, this uh, Trinity trigger apparently doesn't have the greatest story, but um, I'm looking at it. I mean, I'm I'm fairly intrigued by it. I mean, it looks okay to me. So there you go. All right. Uh, the next story comes to us from RPGSite.net with its 50 million commercials. Uh, and that is Mugen Souls um, will launch on the Nintendo Switch April 27th. And that's pretty much uh, the gist there. It was already on other platforms, I believe. Yep, PlayStation 3 in 2012, uh, PC in 2015. So uh, a long string of old games coming out on the Switch. And I think <laughs> it's it's because, I mean, that's about all the Switch can do. You know, I mean, it's a shame and I wish they would uh, come out with uh, Switch 2.5 or uh, maybe even a new system. But I, you know, I mean, it's Nintendo. They're always far behind when it comes to tech. But uh, the games usually are spot on, especially their first party stuff. So I mean, that's that's their bread and butter. That's how they live. I'm just I'm wondering, Breakman, how long do you think that they can get away with that? Oh, they've done it for years. I mean, they survive. Uh, just think about like the, the failures they've had and they survived. Like the GameCube and the Wii U were failures. I know. I know. It's really uh, weird. I mean, especially the Wii U would have sunk most companies. Yeah. But yeah. Nintendo rebounded fairly well. 
Well, the, their strategies kind of worked, like the play the long game, and it's about the software, not the hardware. Yeah, the PS4 turns ten what? years this year. Wow, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it came out it came out in November of twenty thirteen. Yeah. Well, I just <clears throat> I I agree with you, Breakman, and it has to be that it has to be the software, right? And the software usually sells gangbusters. I mean, look at. Look at uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, man. I mean, people are begging for a physical release of that game. I mean, Nintendo has the best first-party lineup. They period. really do. There's nobody close. Sony and, and Xbox, not even close. Yeah, I think Sony can make its case um, with what its first-party stuff, like Uncharted, God of War. I mean, they've got some heavy hitters, but I, I agree with you. It's not all, but they're not like... Nintendo's are basically the whole fucking family can play their game, you know. Yeah. Whereas, like the Xbox um, and PlayStation, the, their first party games are more adult and yeah. teen oriented, boy oriented, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Where Nintendo, like, they, they're like our games. You know, we don't care about gender or age. Right. Their games, right? Uh, yeah, I mean that's true, and it's tried and true. It's worked how long? I mean, even when um, the the hardware sales have been off, uh, like you mentioned, break their software sales are never, never bad. I mean, any of their first party stuff sells really, really well. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's what keeps them afloat. It's their bread and butter. I th- I think the moment that they sell their their first party stuff off like for instance if they were ever to do it to sony or microsoft which has been rumored um then that's kind of the end of nintendo hardware uh i think you know i'll say so. i'll say never say never but I, I don't see nintendo selling themselves to anybody but then you know they could get a new president comes in and decides to like he wants to or she wants well to. i think microsoft was very close at one point uh break uh, to getting the entire Nintendo library on their on their stuff but I no, don't they think they weren't because Nintendo was never going to agree to it uh, you never know man I mean <laughs> the, the, the information that I got obviously I'm not you know uh, super prominent but the information that I got was you know it, there were there were rumblings uh, and, and that information at no I only remember Microsoft trying to yes they did Nintendo. try it. And then Nintendo shot them down immediately because wow. they thought that was a joke. Well, I mean, joke or otherwise, if they get enough money, they. I mean, dude. I was I gonna mean, say if money, if Microsoft can convince Nintendo that they make a huge profit off of it, I don't think it'd be that hard. I don't think it'd be that hard either. I mean, they just got to show them the money. You know, I mean, I mean show Nintendo the money. Platforms. Like the games we've got from Nintendo are absolute junk, but they make a fortune on them. So, yeah, I mean, there are companies said they wouldn't go mobile, you know, because they right. got their handheld platform. Right, right. Okay. Um, well, to be fair, Nintendo themselves haven't actually made any mobile games. They get other developers to make them. Yeah, that's true. That's that is true. Garbage. Yep. All right, Eric. Games next story. That's um, next story is. Uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Eird Tree DLC was just basically just stealth dropped on like I think Wednesday. Wow! No Tuesday. So it's already out then. Yeah. No. The the DLC is not out. They just made an announcement. Oh, the announcement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like okay. There's like a a little bit. They they said it was in development. 
But who knows how far in development and whether or not it's coming out at the end of the year or not. It'll be out this year. They have a pretty good track record from software. They haven't announced a date, have they? No, no, no they yeah. didn't. See, I don't, I don't. We all we got it was one like screen image and a title. Logo. Yeah, the Erd Tree. I mean, it's obviously going to be badass. That game is just fantastic, hard as hell, but really, really good. Uh, you know, and, and I called it. I, you I did. Said, <laughs> I said they weren't going to do it over the weekend, but they were going to do it sometime this week. Yeah, Eric called it. He, Tuesday. Yep, Eric texts me, and he's like, "They're gonna, they're gonna release it this week." And sure enough, Tuesday they re- release. I think you you text me on Monday. Eric, or no, it was last I week. Text like you, we're talking about it on the show. No, no, no. You had texted me too, dude. I didn't Uncle. text you. I texted you showing you on Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Well, nonetheless, it's good news because Elden Ring's a good game, and From Software's just on fire. I mean, they they can do no wrong. They're the one company that is just kicking all the ass. You know, I mean, I I can't name a company that's. Uh, Hotter than from software right now. I mean, honestly, Nintendo. <clears throat> no, <laughs> I. I mean, I, I. Yeah, Nintendo for sure. But I mean, Elden Ring, dude. I mean, two. What was it? How? What were the sales numbers? Like two million. Twenty million. Twenty. Holy million. fuck! Yeah. Now I don't know if that's sold. I we talked about it last week. I don't know if that's sold or you know Pretty shipped. Sure it's sold. Well, if it's sold. That's got to be up there with the all-time even greats. shipments would be... It's a big number. Yeah, so it's a good number. It's great. So, good for them. All right, uh, Breakman, next story. Mm, come on, mouse. Don't freeze on me. Oh, my God, my computer. Coming to us live from RPG site. Lum- Luminous? Luminous. Luminous. Luminous Productions yes. to be merged into Squinix. So, uh, yeah, Squinix buys another one and they disappear. Uh, in other words, Forspoken did so badly that they had to buy the company to salvage it. Wow. <laughs> to to settle up. Yeah. I mean, that. Ouch. I mean, ouch, indeed, man. Forspoken did shitty. Ugh. Not, not like I can't blame them for doing shitty because it was. It seems like it's a pretty average game. Yeah, it didn't seem all that great. I mean, the 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 CG trailers were great, but that, I mean, when you're relying on CG, I mean, you used to be able to get away with that in the past, like Killzone and other things. But you know, <sighs> gotta have something yeah. behind it. And, and the game has like some issues with um, there, there there's a big stink on the internet about like. In the intro of the game, where your apartment's on fire, and um, the girl's worried about our cat, despite the fact that uh, uh, her cat's like right there, but like she's worried about her her, her life savings, but the life savings is like apparently at, right at your feet. So, like, why are you worried about the life savings? Just grab it and then get the cat and go. <laughs> so, so, so there's clearly a disconnect between people that were writing the script and the people that were programming the game environment. Yeah. yeah. That right. speaks probably to other aspects of the game's design as well. Yeah. Yeah, troubled development for Forspoken, for sure. Um, you know. Alright. Um, let's see. I think it's my turn next. 
Next story comes to us from RPGSite.net. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet DLC, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, launches fall 2023. The DLC will be uh, will come in two parts, um, priced at uh, $34.99. Yeah, because yeah, you have to buy the season pass. Right. You can't just buy either of the two. So, part one, the hidden of the treasure of Era Zero, the teal mask coming fall, and the indigo disc launching winter. So, thirty-four nine. Is it worth it, Eric? You think? Think it's going to be worth it for both of those DLCs? Thirty-five. I'd say wait to get the season pass on a sale, or buy the game at a discount or on a sale somewhere, and then buy the DLC, so okay. you don't have to spend so much money on yeah. both. That's a lot of money. I mean, what is it, sixty for the game? And then... I I finally caved today and bought Scarlet off of GameFly used at forty four ninety nine, so about forty five dollars. But I had coupons that reduced the price down to like thirty seven. Hmm, that's not terrible. That's pretty good, actually, Eric. Not bad. All right, um, I think it's Eric's turn. Eric, next story, please. So if they get the DLC, it'll probably be months later. Once once uh, part two comes out, maybe. Yeah. All right. But um, the next article is also from RP Gamer or RPG site, and it's about how the Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition, which is really just the next gen version, and includes I think that all the DLC released to date. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, PlayStation Five Series X and S and PC, which already has a release, but I guess if you haven't bought the game already, you can just get everything in a bundle. Yeah. Uh, Freaks in chat. Uh, what's up, Freak? Nice to have you in here. Those, in those who already own the Outer Worlds and DLC can upgrade to the Spacer Choice Edition at a discounted price of ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, Skodum is also in chat. He says, I always wait for the sales. And I'm with you, Skodum. I do the same thing, man. I always wait for sales. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I bought a new game. And what I want to know is, is the Spacer's Choice Edition going to be available for, on Game Pass along with uh, the original Outer Worlds? Mm, don't know. Um, all right, uh, Breakman, apparently we have one more story. I'll let you do it. I have to use the restroom, so you guys talk I'm about it. I'm trying to load it right now, and I'm having trouble. All right, maybe Eric can do the last story. I'm, I'm going to uh, oh, use the restroom. I'll be back. Oh, Christ. Eric, last, next story, please, last story. Uh, okay, next story. It's not the last story. It's the second to last story. Oh, wait, it is the last story. Never mind. Uh... This is one I just found yesterday. Um, but uh, Legend of Heroes Kuro no Kiseki for PC now available in Japanese with new features by PH3. Uh, basically, NIS is publishing the game and they are basically trying to capitalize on people who don't want to wait for a localization by selling it on Steam. Plus, that also protects other companies from snatching it up. Um... And it's basically their proof of intent to localize. Because there is going to be English support added whenever the translation gets done. And I'm guessing they're using this as a base for the console ports. 
So it's weird, because, like, the game originally released on PS4 in Japan, and then it ported it to PS5 at some point, and, and then it came to Steam, and then, or was it the other way around? But, um, I don't know, but, uh, in the U.S. and the Europe, it's going to be a case of they're using the PC version as a base, and then they're going to port those to the other platforms. <laughs> but I think the PS4 release is somehow going to be just the original PS4 release. Okay. But they're probably just going to use a localization to get it patched. That's, and, that's weird. Yeah. Come on, why is this shit not, My computer is like completely frozen I know it's working because I wouldn't be on Skype right now If it wasn't But At least at least it's I mean, somewhat similar situation To where uh, Zero and Azure were Released because the PS4 version Was based on the Kai release that Falcom themselves made and then What we got was For the Switch and the PC was uh, Basically based off The PC release <laughs> And then the switch just basically it is basically that code but converted for switch mm-hmm. and and I think I think when it comes to p s fiber's release of something like east nine and eight, they basically just use the p c as a base. I guess it's probably easier to port from the p c than anything yeah <laughs> so the p s five version of this game is gonna also be probably similar. Gotcha. Oh, for crying out loud! What do you mean pages haven't? For fuck's sake! Because because uh, I'm not exactly sure on this, but I think the PS5 port of Chrono Kuzaki that's out in Japan right now is actually based on the Chinese release. Oh. But even though I think Falcom themselves were developing it a lot in conjunction with them, so I guess the Chinese wing was just probably more interested in the Chinese localization. So Clouded Leopard Entertainment was doing that. And they did the PC port for Kuro no Kiseki. But um it's also gonna add new features that weren't in that release, such as full mouse and keyboard controls, which I don't know why you don't want to use mouse and keyboard on an RPG. Like this game. I mean, you, people could be used to it, you know. Yeah, but um, various resolutions, like like one of the things I saw advertised today is that you can have up to one hundred, no, three hundred sixty frames per second if your monitor can support that and video card can support that. I don't know why you'd want to go that high though, because past one twenty, there's no point because <laughs> your eyes won't be able to see that well. To notice things. But, um... I guess it's extra frame rate real estate, though. In in case, like, for whatever reason, the game starts chugging. But, um... An enhanced autosave, additional configuration options, uh, field of view scalings, and Steam Deck optimization. Yeah. What the hell is but uh, that's all I really have to say about this. And um, apparently, based on people who were digging into the Steam files for this game, and Trails of Darkness is apparently what the game will be localized as once it hits English. Trails of Darkness, I like it. You know, I'd pay somebody like a like a sumo wrestler or a martial artist. I'd pay them money to headbutt my computer in half. 
Yeah. Skodama says, I'm no, just... No, wait, ha- no, it's Trails into in, in of the Dark rather than Into Darkness, which it should be, in my opinion. Skodama says, I'm just happy when I get 60 frames per second. I agree. 60 yeah, frames he wants good. he wants 30 times that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, 120 is really nice. I've seen games run, running at 120, but... I mean, that's high-end computer shit, for sure. Okay, where do we leave off? Are we done with news, guys? Yes. Okay, we are done with news. Uh, Anybody have any homie discounts? Uh, Actually, I do have one. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going, but uh, if you have a Verizon account, you can get the Xbox Series S for $150. That's not bad. That's not bad if you want to dip your toes in the uh, Xbox uh, side of things. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, The S is... um, S is actually pretty robust, man. It's uh, you you can the best use case I could see for getting an S is making the emulation box. Yeah, well, yeah, you could do that. Um, I have a, a dear break, man. So let me go ahead and uh, I'm trying to share these links with you and stuff. Can you hold off on that for? Okay, what what link are you sharing with me, man? Uh, never mind. Let's just do it. Let's get it over with. Uh, well, I'll try and do it. Well, I'll try and do two things at once. Okay. Well, then uh, here we go. All right, dear Breakman. This comes to us from Freak Five, who's in chat. Uh, he says, here's a, another Ask Breakman. With the movie Cocaine Bear that is out right now and Meth Gator coming out later this year, what animal would you want to see in a movie that is high on ecstasy? Uh, Breakman. Uh, an elephant on ecstasy. Ooh, I didn't even think about that, man. I see. Um, oh, we have to see a giraffe on it. Well, actually, I have to see a giraffe on every drug. Just, just because, I mean, just that long neck, you want to see what it goes on, because, you know. Right, right. Eric, what, what animal uh, should we watch, uh, uh, should we watch High on Ecstasy in a movie? Mm, uh, a bird of paradise, maybe. <laughs> you know what I think, you know what I think it should be? I think it should be a, a silverback gorilla mm. on Ecstasy. I think that would be pretty badass. Or maybe, uh... Maybe a, a great white shark on ecstasy. I want to uh, see a hyena on heroin. Hyena on her Ooh. The hyena, her- uh, the heroin hyena. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Freak Five says, elephant was my first thought too. But since, as- since asking this question, I realized the best answer. What's the best answer? What's the best answer, Freak Five? <laughs> All right. Um. Hmm. Let's see. What do we? What, uh, okay. okay I, I sent the first one. That's the the bracket we're not using because I'm showing. But okay. I'm gonna send you the other bracket too. Yes, so, please. Yeah, it's just my web browser's taking for freaking ever to do anything. This shitty ass computer. Anyway, so let me see. Uh, what other animals would be good on ecstasy? Um, <laughs> Freak five. Don't get a monkey ecstasy. Yeah. Want. Freak Five says, based on a true story, rape ape Harambe has his dick out. <laughs> uh, Skodama says, I just don't give a monkey ecstasy. Right, There's a reason apes and monkeys you don't give them ecstasy. Right, horny monkeys, horny they gorillas, 
horny orangutans, you know? They, they can't handle their alcohol. Right, right. Uh, let's see. Skodama says, I just seen the story of how cocaine bear came to be. It's a true story, LOL, except the, the real bear died of an overdose. Yes. Yeah, so the cocaine bear in the movie is basically a super bear. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, which, there, there I mean... Was, there was a bear that really got high, but it's yeah. and there wasn't a rampage or anything like that. So, no. it's, um, yeah... I wish I didn't know that tale. <laughs> I know, based on a true story, but uh, you know. Well, wait, would cocaine make you go on a rampage? It can. This almost sounds like some reefer madness, like anti-drug propaganda. Uh, I, I mean, I have... bath salts maybe, but it's with it's mostly like with cocaine, like you kind of feel like really energetic and stuff like that. Like it's an so opera, so, 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 so it's like not that. a cocaine rage feels. Haven't you uh, ever fucking seen murder spree? It's more like. The bear's extremely excited, so he's just... His overwhelming power is just killing everything. Haven't you guys ever seen Scarface? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit! You said that the exact same time Mrs. Brakeman said it. Yeah. She said, she said Scarface at the exact same time. Wow. Yep, yep. Scarface, man. That'll that'll prove to you what cocaine can do for you, man. If you want to talk about raging on cocaine. <laughs> I love Scarface. Go to my little, little friend. friend. Yeah. Bow! Shoots them all, man. That's a badass movie, man. I, I really like that movie quite a bit. I haven't seen it in years, but it's great. I'd like to see yeah, it in 4K. Her quoting it. She loves it, too. Oh, I like, I like that movie quite a bit, man. All right. Um, are we, uh, we done with that? Uh, so we decided that the best ones would be like elephant, giraffe, on everything, and, um, you know. Uh, I'd also like to give an alligator ecstasy and then let, let it go loose in the water. Well, they're, the they're doing, um, what is it? Uh, uh, um, holy shit, what is that movie? Hold on. Uh, Breakman, or uh, Freak 5 said Meth Gator. That's right. They're doing a Meth Gator one. <laughs> so that's that's from Asylum. That's going to be awesome. Trust me. Were these uh, developed in isolation from each other? Yes. Yes. Because oh, one sounds like a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you noticed this phenomenon in Hollywood that happens, it seems like, every so often? Yeah. Directors that have never met each other come out with similar movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They didn't. There was no idea they, that somebody else was working on that kind of movie. But uh, well, I think in in this particular case, um, it is, um, it is uh, uh, what you call it uh, uh, was inspired by the cocaine bear. So uh, it's that that studio called Asylum, which always like you know when Sharknado came out, they had a hand in that, and then. You know, a bunch of other things, but... And, uh, that company did um, the Pooh movies. Apparently, they're doing Peter Pan next and some other ones. Oh, God. <laughs> I, and I heard, that, I heard it was it's, really Wait, bad. it's entirely yeah. possible it was developed in isolation, but they said, hey, let's release it now, riding off the success of this other movie. Yeah, it's a possibility. Skodama says, I got Crunchyroll and have been watching Trigun Badlands. As a huge fan of the original, I'm not disappointed. So, that's it's, awesome, uh, man. Don't you mean Stampede? I don't know. Yeah, Badlands is the movie. Although I think that might also be on Crunchyroll. I think it is, yeah. Maybe that's and, what he's I don't for. think it used to be, but now it oh. is. Because I think Funimation <laughs> finally put it up on its service 
like a while back, but since uh, um, since it's basically Crunchyroll now, it's probably yeah. migrated over. And he's been wi- watching My Heroes One's Justice. I heard that's good. I haven't delved into that. Let's go to my. Uh, <clears throat> I can't believe we're calling this show My Hero One's Justice when that's just the game because they couldn't use the name. Mm. Uh, Freak Five says Bambi the Reckoning. You know, one of the greatest things I've ever seen, guys. It, has anybody seen? Um, uh, that Godzilla movie with uh, Perry Mason, dude. What's his name? Raymond Burr. Yeah, that was the mm. American version of the original Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you remember the beginning of that? Like when they showed the cartoon, the black and white cartoon of Bambi, and he was just like, you know, in the fields, and it's all nice, and all of a sudden Godzilla just fucking stomps on him, and that was it. That was the whole cartoon. That that was one of the greatest uh, beginnings to any movie ever. It was awesome. It's great. Um. Okay. Are we done with the uh, the deer break, man? Yeah, we can. We can definitely do this all day, though, because there's so many animals we could get high with different drugs. I mean, like, like I said, you can't get a monkey. You don't want to get monkey drugs because they're evil. Monkeys well, what about what about like a a, a viper on speed or uh, a, a black mamba? PCP tiger. Ooh, Ooh PCP tiger. I like it. Wow, PCP what about tiger. Black mamba on speed versus a mongoose. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, hey, I really like that. Oh, oh, check this out. What about um, uh, uh, a bison on crack? Crack bison. That'd be fucking badass, man. Mm. Ooh, can you imagine a rampaging uh, bison? That'd be uh, badass. Liquid sky cockatiel. <laughs> sky cockatiel. Squirrels. Freak Five says, "Fuck that, man. I don't want any squirrel on anything, but." But what they're already on, man. <laughs> no, actually, that's not a bad idea. If you want to give squirrels, say something like, don't give them speed. Like, that's, the squirrel on speed's a bad idea. Yeah. But if you give a squirrel ecstasy, they're probably going to spend their time off in the trees dancing around and fucking off and shit like that, you know? Mm. They'll be too busy goofing off to fuck up the yard. I don't know how that would uh, make a good movie, though. Uh, you know, I mean, seriously. I mean, if it was my, my choice, raccoons would be better, Skotoma, for sure. Uh, if it was my choice, they would all take, you know, they would all overdose on drugs, fucking squirrels, but, you know, but. Alright, let's move on. Inquiring minds want to know. What have you been playing, Breakman? Um, like I said, I've been in the tournament for the last several days, so I haven't played game, really been gaming that much, but uh, when I was some more Friday the 13th and Carmageddon, nothing's really changed that much, um. Uh, we got some more kills. I'm up to like 70% in the kills now. Dang it, man. I want you to get that 100% <laughs> so bad. You were only, yeah, what, one or two kills like away from that? Achievements, like there's one for killing like uh, 1,313 people. I've got over like 1,100. So, you know, it's like I might as well just finish it. Yeah. Should give a squirrel an edible. That's it's not good for him. a waste of an edible. Yeah, that's that's a total waste, Freak 5. Total waste. You're... You're encouraging it yeah. the squirrel's gonna come back for more <laughs> i know the squirrel's gonna come back for more like wear a tie-dyed shirt and be like what's up man <laughs> hey you have any more of those edibles brah you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right eric what you been playing man uh two games i can't actually talk about yet until oh. tuesday at least all right but um other than that i finished metroid prime remastered and I'll have a review for that next week. Awesome. Uh, Skodama says you're you're more likely to have a raccoon eat the edible than a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, 
pretty, yeah. it was fucking actually squirrels will eat almost anything too Skotoma, they're not super picky but yeah raccoons will eat anything for sure all right let's uh let's see all right anything else you've been playing eric um played a little bit of Layton's mystery journey i haven't got very far though hmm all right. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Last of Us 2 again. Um getting a little further. I'm in downtown Seattle now, so uh, making some progress. I, I did a couple of sections of downtown Seattle. I'm just to the part where, you know, the humans are starting to show up more and more, which is never a good thing in those games. So, you know. All right. Let's move on to... RP Grinders read, 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 reviews. All right. Um, Breakman, you have a review. Uh, yes. Um, it's kind of interesting that um, my the show that I watched actually ended the thread of... Uh, it closed off one of the threads that was left opening on the show that Eric watched, uh, which is interesting. It's just uh, one of the guest appearances. Superman makes a guest appearance in one episode. Batman's in several. Uh, I should probably tell people I'm talking about Static Shock, uh, the other DC show that's kind of linked to the Justice League and the and the, the animated series verse or whatever you want to call it. It technically so, wasn't even a, a DC Comics, but DC Comics bought the company that made the Dakota verse, so <laughs> now it is. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so he's so the show, the first season of it. Uh, I kind of felt like it was the white man's interpretation of a black superhero. And I was like, this is a this is the only show I can think of that's like a prominent black superhero is the main character. Um, hmm. But the first season, it felt really like it felt like they were trying to copy Spider Man, like smart kid in high school hiding a secret, you know, and. He's quippy with every with every fight. He's got to say the first one liner and keep talking and shit. And it's like, okay, like I, I like it, but um, okay, like, you're copying Spider Man and uh, whatever. Um, the second season, it, it started to change. It seemed like they were more listening to the audience. It kind of it felt like maybe they're um, no cartoon freak. Either that or they hire consultants. And that came out years ago. Like this is this show's been off there for a long time at this point. Uh, I think it's hey, it came off there in like two thousand four, somewhere like that. But um, so where was I? Uh, uh, so he, you know, he's he's got the power of stack electricity. They don't really shy away from things like racism, although they only really address it once and they kind of move on from it. Uh, same with police violence. Um. And then, yeah, I don't know why that those were kind of one-offs. And then, it, it's on, the show's kind of set up in the in the way of like a Batman animated series. Well, no, I shouldn't say it. And in the way of like a Superman animated series, like every episode is a continuation of the next, but they seem loosely connected. Like not, they don't really talk about it and such like that. Um, but the second eight seasons, when they also started adding guests, like it opened up with Batman, which was awesome, and Joker. Uh, and then we got Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, let me see some of the other guests. Little Romeo, who does the theme song. Um, some real basketball players. Carl uh, Malone, Steve Nash, and a couple others. Uh, Yao Ming and somebody else. I can't remember the other one. Um, they, 
th- those guys prove that um, voice actors earn their pay. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a like there, and this has a really distinct, a really like versatile cast too. Like back before it was, uh, there was a lot of demand for people to have like black voice actors doing black characters. Um, they the show was doing it, which is cool. But um, what was I saying? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, uh, but the basketball the, players definitely aren't voice actors. <laughs> yeah, like there are some very bad voice acting. Like Shaq was the worst of the worst voice actors, like, oh, and, he was, and he called himself a real actor at one point. You know, like yeah, yeah. I was I was in I was in that movie called Kazam <laughs> <laughs> or Steel. Oh, oh God! Don't remind me of Steel. Along with you, God, God, that one breaks my heart because I love that character. It was I. I, I had those John comics. Was... Like he's an awesome character. Yeah. Like he becomes a superhero because he, he wants to do the right thing, not yeah. because of some tragic yeah. story. And yeah, just and he idolized Superman, and it just oh man, don't, yeah. don't remind me of that. Don't remind me Shaq on that character. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, uh, where was I? So yeah. They, so they had a lot of celebrity voice actors, and they just weren't good. But then there were a lot of guest voice actors, like I said, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, uh, John DiMaggio. Like, so, so they had real talent in the show, and then mm-hmm. the, you're taken out of it immediately. Like Shaq starts talking, or Little <laughs> Romeo starts talking, or unexplicably, I, I don't understand why they turned uh, Carl Malone and other basketball players into a group of superheroes. Hmm. The fuck! It seemed like they said that, and like we'll be in your show, but you got to turn us into heroes. Oi! Yeah, <laughs> that shit never works out. So, what are you giving um, Static Shock, Breakman? And uh, another thing Static Shock does that I think is pretty unique for a superhero cartoon is he gets a partner in the second season, and him and the partner are kind of on the same wavelength. You know, like there's never really that much bickering between the two of them, and you know they're like they're the best of friends. Hmm. You know, usually when you see superheroes teaming up, it's there's lots of bickering and they, they don't get along all the time and stuff like that. No, these two are already were friends. Yeah, i.e. Batman and flick. Batman and anybody. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like Batman, Superman. You know, Batman, they Superman for sure. And fire right there. Right. Um, <clears throat> but so, so, from, yeah. from what I can tell, the comic version of him is like really op. And the show—it doesn't seem like the show gets that far enough to let you see how what he's really capable of. Well, they they actually go to a future at one point, and he met, he meets uh, future Batman, you know, uh, Batman uh, Beyond. Uh, uh, yeah, I forget his fucking name right now. Uh, Terry Terry McGinnis. All all I know is like apparently like he can get his limbs cut off and he can regenerate them because his body's basically energy now. Well, he he goes into the future and meets his future self, and like apparently, like he is one of the most powerful superheroes of the day. Yeah, yeah. Static uh, Shock. I remember reading Static Shock. Man, it's a good comic. Yeah. So I, I like the cartoon. Um, I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, that's above average. That's well above I, average. I think it, it, it's in the same vein as the Superman and the Batman animated series. And like I said, it actually ends uh, one of the threads that was started in the Superman. Huh. And when Eric gets to it, I'll mention it. All right. We are moving on to Eric's review of Superman the Animated Series. So yeah, this is this is the beginning of the Dini-verse of the uh, original DC slate of animation shows that would go on until 
DC decided to just to do a bunch of one-off movies based on various things. Um, and it's also around the same time that Batman Season 3 happened. Because it's got an art direction that's very similar. Mm-hmm. And once Batman actually shows up in Season 2, or maybe it was Season 1, like towards the middle of Season... No, it was Season 2. Uh, it's like right in the middle of Season 2. It was, it's called... It was basically originally billed as a movie, but I think that then they reworked it into the show, so it was just a three-parter. A three-parter? Yeah. yeah. But, um... So, the first season is, like, 13 episodes long, so it's not a very long season, and it's a lot of random stuff happening, mainly just to establish many of the villains Superman's would face throughout seasons two and three. Because the most often used villain, other than Lex, would be Metallo and Brainiac. Mm. And um, you get to see a bunch of other weird villains, like uh, the Weather Wizard in the episode Flash. Or the, rather, the origins of the Flash movie. villain. Yeah. That's he showed up in one Superman episode, though. And um, I, don't, I think at this point, the the Flash that we see in the Superman episode is still Wally. Mm-hmm. I think so. Because they don't even show us uh, Barry at all. Yeah. He's never mentioned in that universe, so I think it's just... And neither yeah, is Hal Jordan, but Hal Jordan... Hal Jordan's only referenced by his uh, previous uh, port of call where he was a colonel. <laughs> But it, there was the one episode where they uh, in the Justice League where they go through time and and uh, Stewart's replaced by Hal Jordan and Batman's confused like who the hell are you? And he's like ah Hal Jordan I'm up to date you know oh okay <laughs> I'm Hal oh. Jordan okay now we're good <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but, uh, so there, there was a there's a thread in Superman or where uh, Toy Man creates his own girlfriend essentially yeah uh, she. Uh, they end that thread in, in Static Shock. Um, mm. She poses as somebody and decides that she wants to be real. Like, she comes back as a villain this time. Mm. And Yeah, and I won't spoil what happens, but... Oh, but, that's yeah. kind of cool. But, like, some things in the show don't make sense. Like, in Season 2, we learn about a volcano, and at the end of the episode where she's introduced, you'd think that she had reformed, but then several episodes later in like season three um she's a villain again for some reason yeah they did that with catwoman and batman in a series i don't know what the hell they think sometimes like when they're writing these episodes yeah it's like uh catwoman is fluid i can understand you did this but you never bothered to explain how you got to this point yeah but isn't even in like an episode future episode where they could have done backstory isn't yeah. isn't uh, Catwoman kind of fluid between being a villain and well no what I mean is um, there was one episode of Cat well, several episodes when you first meet her like you know Batman and her see I wouldn't call Catwoman a villain I call her a narcleptic she can't she's, she's an anti-hero now but um, so anyway um, you know her and Bruce they hit it off and eventually he talks her and to start going they she turns herself in, goes to jail, and they start the redemption arc. And then there's an episode where she's suddenly stealing again. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess she turned bad and they didn't explain it. But then they go to another episode where she is still reformed. 
Got you. Got and then you. goes back. I hate that and shit. So they had to act, it was like the episodes were out so, of order. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're air, the, the air dates of the episodes were out of order, so they kept it the same when they put it on HBO Max, because mm-hmm. I don't think they had any real specific order they were supposed to be airing. Got you. So what do you give but, them? But so- they didn't try to line it up. Which and it makes no sense. You're watching it like what? Yeah. What are you giving Wait, Superman? Animated Superman doesn't have a lot of that, but um, yeah. I think season two is the strongest because there's the amount, most amount of episodes, so there's room for two parters and such, mm-hmm. and better direct continuity because most episodes just feel standalone. And also, it's season three uh, introduces us to Aquaman and. I can't tell if it's the same Aquaman we see in Justice League because he looks radically different. But since we don't see any proof of Aquaman not ha- having a family, um, it could be. And he just decided to grow out his hair <laughs> for whatever reason. All right. So, what are you giving Superman animated series, Eric? Um, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. All right. Fairly wow. high praise. Um, Freak Five says dolphins on X during spring break in Florida. <laughs> Breakman horse on heroin, heroin being rode by a naked. So like Lady Godiva, I'm down. Sure, I'm down sure. for that, man. Sweet. Um, is that true? Batman banged Lois Lane. Oh yeah. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And they George, did that. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder uh, Superman uh, he, hates he, Batman. He dated Lois for a while. And yeah. at the end of the world's finest three-parter, um, they broke up because she found out he was Batman. And she didn't want to date such a dangerous dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. but the, but there was an episode when he was still when she thought he was Bruce, where you can see them like clearly in the bedroom, like wow. ge- getting out like the next morning. Mm-hmm. Wow! No wonder so, Superman yeah, Bruce and Batman Lane banged Lois Lane in the car- in the Superman cartoon. Wow. Okay, that's news to me. I wonder if Batman was getting over Selena at that point. <laughs> Probably. It's it's interesting too when they do um, Batman Beyond and and Bruce is looking back at the women of his life. Lois Lane is in the list. Wow. Like, uh, Catwoman, um, uh, Ta- Talia, and uh, Lois Lane all show up, and I think wow. and maybe the woman from um, the Phantom uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh God, that's a pretty that. good movie, man. I forgot yeah. about that movie. All right, let me move on to mine. I'll do mine real quick. I got three reviews. The first one is a series on Netflix called Japanese Tales of the Macabre. It's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, If you can imagine like um, a Japanese animated uh, Twilight Zone, that's what this is. These tales are not linked together. They're completely... It's an anthology of sorts. Well, if you like the show, then you're probably... And you read the manga first, you'd probably be disappointed based on what I've seen from other people. Yeah, I didn't read the manga, but I'm actually really happy with the series. I think it's kind of creepy at times. It's not like over the top... um, you know, it's it's just like Twilight Zone. Like it just gives you just enough to like like get your imagination going. Um, there's a couple of standout episodes in it. I highly recommend it. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. I think it's really good. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, yeah, the next one I'm going to review is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the 4K version. Now I know I've I've talked about the uh, Blu-ray that was scanned from a 4K. Um, very little differences here other than the bonus disc, uh, add, add some more documentaries. Um, it's great. Um, it's, 
I mean, there's still a little bit of graininess, even though it is 4K, but you got to understand it's, what, a 45-year-old movie? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get perfect they, clarity. They cleaned up as much as they could, probably. Yeah, it's it's cleaned up as much as that. I mean, the only thing that's going to be better, I'm guessing, is when 8K comes out, and 8K is the ultimate. Uh, that's as much as the eye can can tell a difference. Um, so I'm, I'm actually anticipating 8K, but 4K is really, really good. Highly recommended. It's a 9 out of 10 easy recommendation for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4K. Um, all-time classic. I don't have to get into the grit of the movie because everybody knows what this movie's about. Um, just awesomeness. Um, the last movie I'm going to talk about is called The Hike. Basically about a group of uh, really hot women uh, taking a hike. Um, not a lot of character development with these ladies, which I kind of like in these type of movies. Like, you just get straight to what's going on. So they're taking a hike, and they run into some nefarious men on the hike, and things go south from there. Um, but there, th- this movie is notable because it has a wicked twist that I didn't even see coming, and I can usually uh, call twist from probably the first 10-15 minutes of a movie, uh, but this one was really surprising, really well executed, and it's hard to find movies like that nowadays, so I highly recommend this movie as well. I'm giving it an, an 8.5 out of 10. The, the twist is just wicked in this movie. Um, but it's pretty standard, like, you know, standard fare for this type of movie, but the twist is really where it's at in this movie. So the hike is definitely awesome, uh, and unexpected. (laughs) You won't, you won't see the ending coming, trust me. Um, so that's about it. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Ah, what is it? Scotoma says, I thought the same thing with Black Phone. I'm usually really good at, at telling what, what's going to happen. Yeah, same here, Scotoma. I, I mean, when Sixth Sense came out, I mean, I easily called that shit from like the first 20 minutes. Um, all right, let's move on to our Stinko's uh, uh, breakman. Let's start with you. Okay, uh, first we'll go to Walgreens, who has um, preemptively decided to stop selling abortion medicine in any state that's, you know, currently fighting to have abortion outlawed in the courts yeah. um, just just off the threat alone they've said okay we're, we're we won't do it i actually but don't blame them break man i really don't in those states but... i understand like from a corporate <laughs> perspective them doing it and shit like that yeah. but still fucking for doing it yeah i know it's it's disappointing but, but they're you know. a corporation they should be able to do whatever they want right <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's what Republicans convinced everybody, and then they changed their minds. No, no, we want them to do what we want them to do. Oh, <laughs> I, I misunderstood. Uh, speaking of uh, Republicans, them and uh, especially Joe Manchin are the biggest fucking liars on the fucking planet. Why you what say did, that? What did uh, we spend all of like 2020 complaining about or arguing about? Uh, the filibuster, I believe it was. Yeah, filibuster. Ugh. Well, there is a workaround to the filibuster that Joe Manchin and the Republicans all are using right now to to veto something that uh, that Biden's doing. And my my stinko isn't to them vetoing it. My stinko is to them they're fucking lying hypocrites. Like they f- fought and fought and said the filibuster we can't touch it. It's the most important thing ever. But when they want to go around it, they go around it. 
Well, there's always a, a, a way around everything in politics, apparently. Break, man. Fuck them all. Yeah. I can't stand any politician, man. Back They're doors, just... side doors, front doors. Yeah, but like, fuckers. Joe Manchin, remember all I the powers he's given in yep. this? Yep. Oh, yep. God. And, and like, we can't touch the filibuster. It's too important. Like, you're a lying sack of shit, Manchin. Yeah. Manchin is a piece of shit. Can't stand that piece of shit. Democrat? I don't fucking care. I don't... You're I don't have a stinker on my list, but I do have one for you guys, so don't skip me. Okay. <sighs> the other one goes to... What What? Have, what have most of my stinkos been? Tours. Right. <laughs> uh, politicians and most... Uh, probably one politician in general. But, well, uh, okay, yeah, the no, politicians, but I, this isn't... Something else uh, was politics. Oh, uh, guns, uh, mass shootings, stuff of that nature. Kind of. Uh, the police. Yeah. Well, that's an all-time. The police. Uh, there was a 60-year-old woman uh, who was having a medical emergency. Well, she was at the hospital, and the hospital was forcing her out. She didn't feel well. She still wanted to stay, but the, horse, the hospital was like, I guess she'd already been there, and her insurance had already you know, like hit the limits. So they're like, go. We don't want you anymore. You're not paying us, which is America. Fucking awesome. They did the same shit to my dad. Anyway, um, so she was kicked out, and they called the police because she didn't want to leave. And uh, and the police were like, at first they were really nice to her, and they're they're trying to like, you know, see what was wrong and stuff like that. And then uh, at one point they're like, well, we got we you're gonna have to go. And they tried to force her into the cop car, and that's when things started to go bad for her. She started complaining like she's uh, things were wrong, like she didn't feel well, and. Uh, she felt like she might have been having a stroke again, which is why she was in the hospital in the first place. At which point, the police started mocking her and harassing her and just calling her a liar and faking it as she was begging for her life. <sighs> I know how this ends, uh, even though I haven't seen this video. She probably died, right, Break? Did we lose you? <laughs> Oh, I think we lost break. Darn it. Uh, hang in there, guys. Uh, we're reconnecting. You know, fucking internet. That's how it is. But uh, uh, trying to get a hold of uh, these guys right now. I mean, the internet's back up and running. But let's let's call them again. Uh, let's see. Let's join this call. <laughs> let's try again. Jesus. Um, Hello? Yes. Sorry, guys. That that was my bad. So let me let me guess the end of the story. She got killed. Well, she was uh, forced in the cop car uh, while she was having her stroke, and at one point, and before they're really even out of the parking lot, they, she's not responding. I don't know if she's faking or not. The one cop said, uh, you know, and pulled over to check on her, and she was dead. Yeah, because she was going through a medical emergency the whole time, uh, and you know. The cops were literally making fun of her and and just going on on her like it just as this woman was just out of the fucking hospital. Does this surprise you in any shape, no. form, or fashion, Breakman? No, it actually doesn't. Okay, I'm just I'm just putting it out there, everybody. So we, we just I want to make sure everybody understands how pieces of shit the police are. Yeah, I mean when we talk about defunding the police, Breakman, it, I, I I don't see the problem with it. Um, we, I mean, there have been several places where they've tried working without the police mm -hmm. and it's worked pretty good. Um, I know people think that we would be thrown into utter chaos and I, I just don't believe that. 
Um, I think we I should. Think if we start addressing the problems that we have, if we don't address the mental health problems, yeah. I don't think there's any, anything that'll ever change. I agree. If I think start it, addressing the mental health problems, yeah. we could absolutely get rid of the police. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Skodoma says that wouldn't happen if they were held accountable for their actions. I yeah. I mean that too, Skodoma. I mean I, I'm. I, I'm, I believe these cops were. Um, uh, what's it given? Uh, sent home on paid leave. You know, given a free vacation. Oh yeah. Cops when they kill somebody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they always. Uh, uh, do that. I mean, what other profession gives you a paid holiday vacation for murdering somebody? Yeah. Uh, Skodama says, I don't see a solution in defunding. I do, Skodama, because these guys are paid way too much. Well, and it's a lie anyways, because, I mean, Republicans are saying, look, they, Democrats are going to defund, defund, defund. Well, why are they spending billions on police? They're not defunding anything. They're spending more money. Right. And, and it's... From the start. Look, I I just got I just got done. I just got done getting information on a sergeant who hasn't been working with the police department in Aurora very long. He's making 141,000 base pay. Does not count overtime, does not count any. You think a sergeant who's sitting at a desk is worth $141,000? It's fucking ridiculous. It's it just it's utterly ludicrous to think that the police are worth that much. They're not at all and defunding is not not as bad as what people think i think i think you get rid of half of the police force and i think we'll be just fine you know I, the problem i have with like uh when, when people say we can't defund the police we gotta spend more money that's the, the strategy we've used for a very long time it hasn't worked why should we keep doing the same strategy shouldn't we try something different mm-hmm. like it has the cops have gotten worse not better the more mm-hmm. money they've gotten they've gotten worse yeah Absolutely. Maybe it's time to start cutting their budgets instead of giving them more money. Yeah, I agree. The government's so quick to cut the budgets of schools. Yeah, and they, we've the never important. cut the police budget. We never cut it. And it's some all the time. Yeah, we do all the time. They, they're always given more money and nothing ever changes. So, you know, it's just terrible. All right, anything what, else? How much crime do they solve again, Frank? I forget. 2%. Nationwide, they solve two percent. Any other any other industry, uh, if you let's say your store was two percent efficient, do you think you'd still have a job there? Do you think your insurance would still uh, like your insurance job? You would still have a job if you did two percent of your job, Breakman? No, you know, nope, yeah, not at all. Reallocate, no, defund and reallocate, Skodama. I mean, I I'm just I'm sick of the police and everybody else is too. You know, it's not. It's not just a me thing. It's not. I mean, this is this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, you know? and like like I said, it's getting worse with the police interaction. Like it's not getting better. Let me tell you guys a quick story about police. Right, I'm working on a story. Right, and if I can find a second, uh, like a corroborating witness, I can. I'm. I'm. I can break a huge story in Aurora. Their hiring practices are shitty. There's a police officer, and if there's one, there's way more, that was put through even though he he cheated on his test. The way that he cheated was he had his wife do it, and not only did his wife do it, his wife copied off of another officer. And that's how they caught him, because she she uh, word-for-worded the entrance exam. And they still let him go, go through because they said... Uh, they had a shortage, such a shortage that, you know, they got them in the office and they were like, you, you did bad here, but we're going to let you through, 
You see? I mean, that's how things work there. They're corrupt as fuck. So, you know... Well, look, look at the, just the, the FBI stats of how badly the uh, the police force around this country has been, been infiltrated by white nationalism. Yeah. Well, like, it, these people are supposedly supposedly vetted out of it, you know. Yeah, we don't right. hire racists and stuff like that. We make sure we don't, but you are. You focus on the negative and it's just going to be negative. Well, what po- what positive have you seen, Skotoma? I mean, I haven't seen any. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm on the street. I'm on street level here. And every interaction, I've, I mean, I can't say every. I'd, I'd say 98-99% of my interactions have been pretty shitty. Up to and including not even dealing with the police, getting records, um, you know, um, trying to uh, understand different laws that they break all the time. I mean, what is actually good about what they do? Have they done anything in your neighborhood to prove that they're good to you, Skotoma? I mean, I mean, I'd like to hear it because, I, I mean, the bad definitely outweighs the good. And when you've got officers standing around letting other officers do bad things, that makes them bad too. So this whole thing about there, there's there's only uh, some bad apples – well, those bad apples make all the rest bad too. So, it's just it, it's just one thing after another with them. I mean, you know, I, the other day I was shocked. I had a good interaction with pol- uh, police officers in Aurora. I was like, "Holy fuck!" That was the first time that happened in years. So, you I know. usually have pretty good interactions with the cops, but uh, for the most part, if I'm out in public, but you know, like the whole incident that happened last year was complete and other bullshit well here's the distinction break man you can have good interactions i've had good interactions with police but what you don't know could kill you right break man so how many of those officers that you've had good interactions with have been at a crime scene or somewhere out and about in public and have watched other officers do bad work and haven't called the officers on it you see what i'm saying so i mean it you can I'm, i'm i'm not saying you can't have um, you know, uh, I, I'll say they were really nice when they threw me in the back of the cop car. Like, <laughs> when, they, when they cuffed me and threw me in the back, they were really nice. Right, cops. right, exactly. Yeah, I've had uh, personal interactions that went way better than expected. Yeah, so have I, Skodama. I mean, anybody can say that, right? They've had a good interaction with the police officer, but what does that mean? You know, it means you had your your good interaction with the police officer. That's it. That's all it means. Um, it just means that they didn't feel like being an asshole to you that day. Yeah. That moment in time. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Eric, you're Stinko of the Week. Uh, wait, I, I'll tell you what. I had a cop pull me over one time. It was like 7 in the morning, and he was just the most cheery, happy guy ever. Like, hi, how are you doing? Stuff like that. And I'm just glaring at him like, oh, good. Okay. Uh, I was doing good until you pulled me over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, it was fine. And some dick pulled me over. Yep, pretty good until you pulled me over. Fuck face. Anyways. All right, uh, Eric, what you got? Uh, this one's a three for, or more rather, uh, two and a half-ish. Um, uh, I just found this tweet here. But in case you want a source, it's from KKTV 11 News, where... A 31-year-old woman in Colorado won't get jail time for raping a 13-year-old child and becoming pregnant with his child, or her child. They got a typo there. Uh, uh, Andrea Serrano took a plea deal to avoid jail. The district attorney lowered her original charges, so now this rapist will have custody of the young boy's baby. So it's not only this piece of shit 
woman raped a 13 year old boy <laughs> he's getting, but also the the entire fountain justice system is garbage fountain colorado is a shitty fucking place it's south of there's, colorado there's springs huge double standard when it comes to like Women yep. raping boys. And also, I'm, I'm yep. also giving KKTV 11 News that reported this story a stanko too because why is it that they can't put Colorado woman raped a 13 year old child? Why do they have to put having sex in there instead? That's bullshit. Call for what it is. Rape, right? Raping. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Cop told my dad, "If you can tell me why I pulled you over, I will let you off." Freak fight! What the fuck, man? Jesus Christ! Because I'm black? How about that? <laughs> That's what I would have said. Anyways, um, all right. Um, what else, Eric? Anything else? No, nope, that's it. It's fine. Stay cool. Right on. Uh, mine is just a quick hitter. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. My niece is a piece of shit. I don't want to get into it. It's kind of personal, but she just sucks. Uh, let's move on to Happier Trails. Dude, what does my tattoo say? Sweet! <laughs> Sweet of the week! It's pretty awesome that your dad got away with that, Freak 5. Pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Sweeto of the Week, Breakman, what you got? My Sweeto goes to Freak's dad getting away with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you told him he was probably speeding and not wearing a seatbelt, and he let him go. That's pretty awesome, man. That's lucky. Uh, is that it, Break? I've never had cops let me go. I've, all, I've got a lot of tickets. Yeah, I've never, never had a cop let me go, man. Um, and, but I haven't been pulled over that much. I mean, I think the last time was, what, four years ago, Bernie? Yeah. Yeah, four years ago. All right. Um, Eric, did you have a sweeto? Mm, I didn't list it, but I get my car back on Monday, hopefully. Ooh, awesome. That's good news. I say hopefully because they haven't called me back to say they need more time, so I'm guessing it's going to be done by then. Hopefully. Damn. All right. My sweeto is, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, and if I did, I don't care. It's still a great sweeto. Bernie's a general manager now. so. Oh, nice. Yeah. You did, yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, shit. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a sweeto. Yeah, it is again. a sweeto. All right. Let's move on to the free for all. Let's go to my favorite. Suck it. <laughs> All right. Um, before we move on to the tourney this week, uh, Eric had uh, something that uh, he wanted to talk about. I think it's a great topic. Eric, what what you got? Anyways, uh, Yoshi P said recently that um, I want to pull up an article here just to help me out a little bit, you know, other my thoughts. But basically, it came down to him um, saying he didn't want Final Fantasy. 16 being labeled as a JRPG because for a long period of time, especially I think specifically in the middle to late aughts of uh, 2005 to around no, even beyond 2013 there's been a negative sentiment around JRPGs as a genre and how it's basically become a shorthand for um, RPGs being made from Japanese development teams are anime trash. And, I, yeah. the, and the native sentiment that comes from that. But 
there's the other layers to this I want to talk about. I mean, yeah, Yoshi P said this and he has a point, but I also realize that 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 the bending over backwards of explanations for why the game has to be an action RPG and the lack of diversity that's being included in the game, or rather not being included in the game, and the reasonings behind that were bullshit. Mm. So it feels more like he's using this, these facts as a deflection from the criticism of his game. Because, like... Don't call my game a JRPG because I want it to be taken seriously, and I'm. Eh. You know, <clears throat> way back in the day, it was kind of a. Uh, it, it was exotic, and and everybody flocked to JRPGs because it was, oh, the the Japanese made this RPG, and this is great, right? It's totally different than anything else. And now, now there's a negative stigma attached to JRPGs, which I don't understand because without JRPGs, there pretty much isn't going to be any RPGs in in video game them. I mean, I know D and D is the uh, you know the the basis for any RPG, whether it be JRPG or RPG, Western RPGs. But um, I don't understand the negativity surrounding JRPGs. They're great. I mean, if you don't like the anime aspect of it, then you just don't like anime, and that's cool. Then and, play- I only, and I only brought up him using these facts as deflection because some of the biggest criticisms of the game, like I mentioned, the lack of diversity. But also, most recently, I found out that based on the preview that was being held somewhere. Um, the accessibility options are kind of not great because um, basically um, they've done it in the most fucked hard, stupid way possible where you basically equip uh, these rings as accessories. But the problem is uh, they take up an accessory slot that would otherwise be used to boost your stats. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't have to sacrifice... An accessibility just to have too. an accessibility option. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I saw that too. Yoshi P is usually on point on Twitter, but yeah, I kind of I'm with you, Eric, on this one. Freak Five says his stinko is uh, his company gave them free lunch for employee appreciation. Um, let's see. Um, uh, night shift inventory knows how appreciated we are so we went to lunch early because the food would have been put away at the time we normally go to work uh, yeah um, but I wanted to have a bigger conversation about like the orientalism that's been like basically haunting things like any kind of Japanese media really okay we can and, have that and how they relates to the JRPG specifically all right. Now communities has just been weird about it. Okay, let me let me finish this, and then we'll get to that. Part of the appreciation, seven or eight drawings for gift cards. So out of the hundreds of employees, only a tiny fraction get a gift uh, to show appreciation. While the techs are getting that retention bonus, but techs can also win these drawings. Uh, that is shitty, Freak 5. Uh, my sweeto, I got a new car. Oh, all I can say to your, your stinko, Freak 5, I mean... Life isn't fair, bro. You know, uh, my sweeto, I got a new car on Monday, a 2018 Kia Optima. That's pretty cool. Have you heard the news? Have you heard about the new fad with teens? I have not. Uh, Skoda, my sweeto, I caught the police, the police live show. Oh, awesome. That's cool. Um, you mean your live show? 
Not mine. Uh, police the police. Mm. Uh, they are dipping their testicles into glitter. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I guess that's a sweeto. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to your conversation, uh, uh, Eric. What What did you want to say? Well, I, I, like, as far as, like, people... <laughs> It's pretty nice. is a bad rap. I, I can recall back, like, as early as the G4 TV days, mm-hmm. where a lot of the programming, even X-Play wasn't, you know, free from this, because they, they'd poke fun at the idea, even though, like, games would be reviewed and they'd usually be given fair scores. It's like they couldn't help themselves. Mm-hmm. And then... I remember, like, conversations on listening to, like, various shows on all games, especially DPL. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I battled DPL for a like, long like, time. Like, like, Derek was complaining how about all these games are about kids doing stuff with, like, that. maybe you haven't realized it, but there's a large audience that would play this game that would be in that target audience, so making the characters in those games those ages makes sense plus it is kind of a power fantasy well for that target audience i mean eric you you know against the adults because the adults are all useless so why not you you know that the battles that 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 rp grinders has had with derek you know so so it's a you know it grew pretty legendary about how it wasn't realistic kids you realize you're playing a video game that's a special setting right 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 so um oh and uh, why not it's like maybe the ideal is that children become respected enough that they can actually get responsible and capable enough to you know pull off certain things that other people wouldn't do yeah i'm looking at uh freak five's car it's pretty awesome uh it's blue i don't see how it's any different than like pretending you're a military guy or in a shoot man game or whatever yeah, uh, nice looking vehicle, uh, Freak Five. Uh, the Optima is like the newer Optima is the only Kias that I like. I'm not I'm not a huge Kia fan, but the Optimas are pretty nice for sure. So yeah, all right. Anything else you got, Eric? Mm, not really. All right, let's move on to our tournament this week, which is worst movie to video game adaptation. Break. Take it away. There are a lot of Nintendo games on here. <laughs> uh, in fact, there are so many that they are in every single category. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start at the beginning with uh, the game that's considered uh, one of the worst of all time, E.T. on the Atari. Hmm. It's going up against The Untouchables for the NES. E.T. is obviously the, uh, the legendary bad game. Untouchables is just a bad adaption of a pretty good movie. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, most Nintendo games, just weren't equipped for what they wanted to do with the game. Um, yeah, it's no exception to that. Frank, you can start this off. All right, this is an easy one for me. Um, E.T. is one of the worst games of all time. I can't tell you how much fucking time I spent trying to get E.T. out of a fucking pit. Pit. Ugh. There's nothing in a game more infuri- There's never been a game uh, invent in any game more infuriating to try and get E.T. out. So of hard ball. to get out of the fucking pits, man. Hey, Frank, was- I noticed you have Home Alone 1 and 2 on this list, but what about like Home Alone for Game Boy, which is a completely different game? 
I could I could only fit sixty four games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going with the E.T. Might as well just include all the Home Alone games. <laughs> I, know, I, right? I was thinking about doing that. I, I guess I could have. just, But, eh, oh well. I didn't. The so, Dragon anyway, Pack back was a scam, Freak 5? That sucks, man. So what do you want, Eric? Uh, I'm going with... I'm going with Untouchables. Because the E.T. at least has some entertainment value. I, I saw Let's Play of of the Untouchables. It looked pretty boring as shit. Yeah, it's got its merits, but it's uh, uh. The Untouchables is a very boring game. I played an emulator. I, I think I've played almost all these games on at least an emulator. Uh, the, the NES versions, I mean. Um, but E.T., that pit, that goddamn pit, there is nothing more infuriating than that fucking pit. And you even have to go down in them to find the pieces. Yep. <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing, man. I'm telling you. E.T. is shit personified. But if, it does have one good thing going for it. Unlike most Atari games, you have to beat that game. E.T. is a brown-looking blob in the game, so he kind of does look like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, it actually has, like, an ending. Like, you can actually send E.T. home, you know? Uh, if you can fucking get out of the pits to get the fucking pieces. <laughs> I know. And you have, to, you have to set the game, like... Uh, it, it starts on hard mode, doesn't it? It's preset mm. hard yeah. mode. You have to set yeah. it lower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Was, were they your play or making an arcade game to eat your quarters or something? They just kind of forgot to hit the dip switch. Oh, God. No, it, was, it, it was made in, the game was made in like less than two weeks, I think. Or yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not kidding. Like he, The guy made Yard's Revenge. He had a limited amount of time to build the game. So I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it just happened to time. He just didn't mm-hmm. have time to do it. Yeah. He probably saw it like, ah, oh, shit, I, I don't have time maybe, to Like this. maybe the second loop was supposed to be hard mode or something. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, so um, I'm get I get left up to it, and the ET is the one I choose because I hate the fucking pit. Even though, as I said, Untouchables is, is boring. Uh, next, we have a Real Steel for the Xbox. Uh, that Hugh Jackman boxing robot movie mm. versus Home Alone One and Home Alone Two, um, where you're a bad rendition of little Kevin trying to stop. <laughs> those burglars with micro-machines and, and shit that... It, it is a fun concept, but it wasn't implemented well at all. Somebody uh, tells me the real Steel video game is still probably better than the movie, though. <laughs> the movie wasn't <laughs> terrible. I, I don't know. i never seen either. i I never seen that, and i never played the game. Eric, you get to go first. Uh, I think Home Alone is the worst game. Both, right? both of them. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Home Alone 1 and 2 were... Fucking awful, man. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you, too. I've never played Real Steel, but uh, it's hard for me to imagine game worse like, than some of these NES games on here. Um, next, we have Independence Day for the PlayStation 1 versus The Terminator for the Nintendo Entertainment uh. I am going to start this one out. Um, I, I played Terminator for a little bit, but uh, I rented Independence Day a long time ago. And... Um, I'm pretty sure I wanted to break the disc. It was such a stupid fucking game. Uh, I'm going with Independence Day. Frank, what do you want? I'm in full agreement. There were, even though Terminator isn't great for the NES, did have a couple of nifty moments in it. <clears throat> Independence Day is one of the worst games ever. Period. It, it fucking blew. I agree yeah. with you. I wanted to break that fucking disc too. Um, Independence Day for me. But I spent money renting it, like so I couldn't break it or didn't have to buy it. It's like fuck, I don't want to buy that. I can't, have, I can't have my money one of that. So what do you want, Eric? 
I'm just going to vote for the Terminator. Right. Well, Independence Day moves on. Um, next we have Star Wars Episode One for the PlayStation 1. It's muddy graphics, slow load times, uh, just bad gameplay all around, versus Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Mm. Um, to me, Back to the Future 2 and 3 are the worst fucking ports of any game. I just work... Um, not ports are not the word I'm looking for. Uh, representation. Just worse. Mm. Uh, you can start, Frank. If you want to play good Back to the Future playing, play Super Back to the Future 2 for the Super Famicom. Hmm. It was only ever released in Japan. Uh, this okay. is close for but me. I think there is a fan translation for it. This is close for me, but I think Back to the Future, since you lumped all those in, 2 and 3 were... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, I shouldn't have lumped them all together. I, I was thinking about that. Yeah, that's okay. That's sometimes you have to do that. So just, bad, there are just so many Nintendo games. There's so many. Yeah, Back to the Future has to move on here. Even though Back Star to Wars is a shitty platformer, and if you play long enough to get to three, it's like a shitty like gallery shooter yeah, game. It's, uh, <laughs> episode one of Star Wars is epically bad too, but uh, Back to the Future for me. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. What about you, Eric? I'm going with Back to the Future two and three. That's a we're, we all agree on that one. Back to the Future moves on. Uh, next, we have Back to the Star Wars. Star Wars Episode six for the Atari twenty six hundred. That's Return of the Jedi for you dumbasses. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not calling anybody a dumbass. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi versus the Blues Brothers for the NES. Um, I've only seen video of the Star Wars on Atari, and just the, the Atari games in general are shit. And you look, they're blocks moving across the screen, and like sixty-four color limited. You know, uh, where Blues Brothers was this really bad platforming game that played that actually played pretty good versions of the of their music in um, in in eight-bit form. Like I remember, there was a pretty good version of. Um, uh, shit, what was that? Why Can't We Be Friends, I think, was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, but so, yeah, the game actually had a pretty decent soundtrack, besides being terrible to play. Uh, unfortunately, I owned that one. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh, since I owned it, I am going ahead and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Blues Brothers. Uh, I had the unfortunate travesty of owning it. Eric, you're next. Um... I'm voting for Blues Brothers. Hmm. Frank, I, I would vote for Star Wars Episode Six because I had that game at one point and wished <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's so how bad. I feel about Blues Brothers. No, wait, they call, they called it Episode Six, not Return of the Jedi. Yeah, well, no, they it was Return of the Jedi, but yeah, was, Blues Brothers I, moves I called on. It that because I, I, I at least some fun with Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Playing as a with a. And on the Battle of Hoth and getting rid of the eight. Well, oh, that was on what the Super Nintendo, Eric. No, it's not on Atari. Oh, you 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 played it on Atari. There was no fun to be had with that game, man. <laughs> Return oh, of the no, Jedi. I uh, oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Pl- I didn't play Return of the Jedi in the Atari. So mm. compared to that, it's probably better. At least mm. I've only seen video of any of them. I've never played any of the Atari. I had an Atari, but I did not play the Star Wars Atari games. Uh, I, next, and I, I didn't really play it either. I watched somebody else play, but it didn't yeah. seem very fun. Yeah, no, they didn't seem fun at all. Uh, they're uh, like I said, ugly as fuck. Next, we have Batman Forever for the Game Boy versus Jurassic Park for the NES. I vaguely remember Jurassic Park. Um, 
Batman Forever was just a bad game on any system. It was Isn't on. the Jurassic Park on Game Boy just a port of the NES game? Uh, no, it's actually worse. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of a different game. I'm thinking of Godzilla. Never mind. Um, the Game Boy and Jurassic Park, I don't remember. I don't actually remember. Hmm. There was a Game Boy Batman Forever? I didn't know that. Yes. I, I was looking Is, for so, so was it based on the, the Super Nintendo game and Genesis game? I don't know. I just uh, um, it might have been. It was just it came out apparently for every system at the time, oh. uh, just like a lot of games did. And uh, I was I just picked the worst of the worst. <laughs> that had the worst reviews. Uh, so you can well, start. Every version of Batman Forever is terrible, though. Right. right. <laughs> so I had, I said I picked out the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even think I've ever seen the Game Boy One gameplay. Mm. I, I, I didn't see it. Yeah. So, so I'm voting for the game I'm familiar with, which is Jurassic Park for the NES. It's terrible. It is terrible. Game. Yeah, right. I, I'm going to go with Batman Forever here <clears throat> because <clears throat> at least the Jurassic Park music was okay on the yeah. NES. Um, Batman Forever on the Game Boy was ass. So, yeah, Batman Forever. Uh, I vaguely remember Jurassic Park, but I do remember playing Batman Forever on the Super Nintendo and hating it. If, the, if they put it on Game Boy, it has to be a lot worse. Uh, well, the Nintendo version of Jurassic Park was more straightforward because, like, you just ran around and shot things mainly. Yeah. And the SNES version is more of a collectathon where you have to collect the eggs. I, I mean, you the Genesis version. My, that was my favorite because you get to play the Raptor. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, I like the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions. They're completely different games, sort of like. Um, uh, what that cyberpunk game? Uh, <laughs> Scotoma says ass. <laughs> the only, the only really, really bad thing about the SNES Jurassic Park is the mode seven graphics in the in the dark uh, buildings you have to go into collect key cards uh, are are so fucking pixely you can't see shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why another game's on. And and your night vision goggles need batteries, so you have to like buy your time, or plan out your route, which can be hard because the map system is garbage. Yeah, they are. Um, next, we have uh, Bad Boys Miami for the PlayStation 2. I've never played it, but this is um, pretty much on everybody's list of top ten worst games, so <laughs> I had to put it on her. There's a few games I put on her just because they were really like high up as universally hated games. Uh, apparently, this has bad like hit detection, gameplay, like everything's just bad in this game. Versus Darkman for the NES, which was a great fucking movie and a terrible adaption on NES. Again, mm. just they try to do stuff that uh, this NES is just not powerful, <coughs> so it just turns into a generic punching game. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. I am going to start this one out uh, from what I read about Bad Boys Miami. Even though I played Dark Man, I'm gonna go bad boy, bad boys Miami. Like it sounded like a complete mess, just it's not fun at all. Um, Frank, you can go next. Um, Dark Man wasn't quite as bad as what I remember it. I watched a playthrough of Dark Man. I remember mm-hmm. it being bad, and it's definitely a bad game. But it's it's a uh, Okay, I got Bad Boys Miami. Check this out. It was at uh, Game... I think it was at GameStop when the PlayStation 2 was like kind of going out of business, you know, and they were getting rid of all... You know how they put all their their loose games in like these little, you know, paper 
kind of yeah, yeah. you know holders and i got it for 50 cents i thought it was a good deal and then i played it for about 10 minutes and i was like i wish i could get my 50 cents back Damn, um, and the only reason i got it is because the disc was in perfect mint condition and uh i have to say bad boys miami is just fucking awful man street fighter the movie was such a disappointment remind me of pit fighter sucks so bad yeah that was another bad one <laughs> but yeah for me it's bad boys uh, eric i gotta interrupt you first but uh i got a homie discount for you guys all right go ahead does does 20 bucks for teenage mutant ninja Turtles shredders or Venom sound good that's not yeah, that's terrible. That sounds yeah, pretty that's good. Yeah, that's how it is on the eShop right now. Oh, okay. I, I'd, I'd still wait, and maybe I'd get down to 10 bucks at some point, maybe like Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're an early adopter, that's a great price. If you're like me, a cheapo, then yeah. just. So what are you do, doing, Darkman or Bad Boys, Eric? Uh, I never played Bad Boys. And, uh, I never played Darkman, but I watched the Let's Play of Darkman, and it looked awful and dog shit. So far. <laughs> Okay. for dark man. All right. Speaking of games I never played, Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix. Because um, I knew there were a ton of Harry Potter games. I looked for the worst one, and apparently this was the worst of them. Um, so Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix for Nintendo DS versus, wow. and, uh, I know you guys hate this game, <laughs> Hudson Hawk for the NES. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm voting for Hudson Hawk because fuck Hudson Hawk. <laughs> uh, Hudson Hawk, man. I mean, <laughs> Harry Potter's an awful game on the DS, but Hudson Hawk is an all-timer, man. It's so bad. It's just really bad. I was going to vote for Harry Potter just because I don't like Harry Potter, but uh, I've never seen Hudson Hawk. But that'd be biased, so I won't vote <laughs> based on that. Oh, I, just, just, I just know the Hudson Hawk's the worst game. It's bad. It's really bad. Hudson Hawk moves on. Uh, somebody just mentioned it. Street Fighter the movie for the arcade versus um, Dick Tracy on NES. The fun. Uh, see, the arcade by me had Street Fighter the movie, and they turned up the speed on it, mm. and it was actually a fun game in the arcade. The, the version that I played. So I, uh, I bought it for the Saturn, and then I played it. The way it was meant to be played. <laughs> and regretted it to this day. Uh, versus Dick Tracy, which... Um, the Dick Tracy and the Genesis is actually kind of fun. I could, Dick Tracy was kind of a fun cartoon back in the old days. Like, he had that wristwatch, which is... I mean, now you can easily do the wristwatch thing. Um, we're supposed to communicate I mean yeah, you yeah. have an iPhone and you hey guys I, you guys continue if there's any any um, uh, games or, or uh, matches that need a tiebreaker I'll continue but I have to use the restroom again and mm -hmm. you know um, well how about we use the chatters to break ties uh, I don't know that'll work that. use the chatters use the chatters um, I'll be back okay Eric Street Fighter or Dick Tracy I'll vote for Dick Tracy. It's just because there's some way to make Street Fighter the movie more palatable. Yeah, it's true. Like, if you turn up the speed on it and you do some setting adjustments, it is a lot more like um, the original. It's still like a badly skinned version of the original. Of, of uh, When I say the original, I mean Street Fighter. There's Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm. Um. But yeah, like I owned it, and I was so upset when I got home, and just like it was not what I thought. Like this isn't the game I played. Uh, but you changed, like you said, changed some settings that could be somewhat fun. But uh, 
I, and I mentioned it before, like, there's a character that was supposed to be in the movie that wasn't in the movie, but he's, like, in the game. So there's a character that's completely unassociated with Street Fighter in any way that's in the game. His name is Blade, I think. Uh, I'm voting for Street Fighter, which puts us kind of at odds. What does the, uh, what does the chatter say here? Oh, fuck my computer. I can't look. It's not letting me. Um, we can just move on and come back to that one. Um, next we have, uh, tomorrow, unless you can see the shatters and if they, whether they weighed in on it. All right. Um, I haven't really seen anything, uh, other than, other than what Scotomo said. Uh, he said Dick Tracy wasn't as bad as Street Fighter the movie. Mm. Okay. That, that sounds like a vote from, for him for Street Fighter movie. Um, Freak, what about you then? No freak, I guess. Okay, we'll come back to that one, but uh, right now it's Leon Street Fighter. Next we have Tomorrow Never Dies, which had the unfortunate circumstances of being the exact follow-up to Goldeneye, which was the greatest shooter of its time. Um, I don't know if you can call it a follow-up, because like, it's made by a completely different development studio. <laughs> right, but it was, when I say follow-up, like it was the sequel to Goldeneye, essentially. Even though it was made by a completely different studio, like that was the next movie, and uh, mm-hmm. and people were expecting Goldeneye, like the next sequel to Goldeneye. Not only was it not that, it was a total. It wasn't a good game to begin with. It had it was it was it was a bad game. It, it was, was a it was a bad game based on a slightly um, not great adaptation of a novel. <laughs> yeah. After Goldeneye, like the the rest of the uh, Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies were terrible. Even though I really like him as as James Bond, like there's still great moments with him as James Bond, but just some of the storyline, like they had him like driving on ice in his car, doing like stupid flips and shit, and then driving into an ice castle in the last movie. Like, what the fuck is this? Is this a cartoon? Am I watching Batman and Robin again? What the hell's going on? Anyway, so that one's going up against one. I, I kind of like the campy nature of those films, but like, but like those movies, yeah, it was doing that stuff, but it wasn't doing it with the with the level of camp you'd expect from like the Bond films. Yeah, like if they'd gone but, to like the level of camp, let's say Moonraker, I probably would have been okay with it. But they were still trying to play it like it was serious. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you know, what are you doing? You're you're doing it wrong. So, anyways, this is going up against one of the worst movies I have ever seen. The NES version of Cool World. Um, I think that's one of Brad Pitt's first movies. Uh, it's just it's supposed to be like a cartoon, real life hybrid, and it's just it's fucking boring as all hell. And, and you're, I think a lot of the premise and the reason I was just completely bored is because you're supposed to be like, oh, she's hot, you know, the cartoon mm. character. Well, she's a fucking cartoon character, so I wasn't really, you know, whatever. It was such a stupid movie. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to say Tomorrow Never Dies, because I was one of those people, like, you know, I was loved Goldeneye. We were hoping <clears> the <throat> next, next movie was going to be amazing. Next game would be amazing. Yeah. Both the next movie and the next game were disappointments. So, what do you, what do you want there? I think uh, Frank's back. I oh. am back. Did Freak ever respond? Well, I'm going to vote for uh, Cool World. Cool world, yeah, Frank. What do you want? Cool world or tomorrow never dies. Um, I'm gonna NES st- cool world. By the way, yeah, yeah NES cool world versus N64 tomorrow never dies. Uh this is really tough because they both were ass. Um, 
Skoda likes when I say ass. Um, I'm going with. Um, I think I'm going to go with Cool World, cool world at all, even though uh, 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 Tomorrow Never Dies was a highly disappointing, especially on the heels of such a great game in GoldenEye. Um, I'm still going to give the edge to Cool World because it was awful. Hey, did we pick a winner in the Street Fighter, Dick Tracy? No. Um, we were about to say Street Fighter because uh, Skoda did it, but we were waiting for. Freak's answer too, but uh, he didn't play either. Yeah. I don't think, but I, I'm going to also go with Street Fighter. It's fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately own that game. I still own that game. Oh god. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, next we have. Here's the game I rented. I didn't own it, but Last Action Hero for the Super Nintendo. Fucking awesome movie. The movie is so underrated. Versus Dirty Harry for the NES. Not a good movie, but uh, it's not under. It's not underrated at all. Right. Last Action Hero just. And I was reading about it. Like, the problem with Last Action Hero was it came out the same day as fucking Jurassic Park. Yep. <laughs> yep. That, that, was what, that was the only problem with that movie, is it was released on the same day as the goddamn Juggernaut Jurassic Park. So anyway, um, the game is one of the most basic fucking games ever. You walk left to right, and you punch and jump. Uh, versus Dirty Harry, which I don't remember how that, that even game was even played. Um, uh, but I, you also punch and jump. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm going to start this one. I, I ran a last action hero, and I think I've never been more disappointed in a in a game, because it was just, it was so fucking boring. It was also bullshit, so it was hard to even get through the first level. Right, it was fucking hard as hell. Now that I think Dirty about, Harry yeah. at least has some... Mm-hmm. Um, variation in its gameplay. So I'm voting for Last Action Hero. I guess it does move on. What do you want, Frank? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in, a, in agreement. Last Action Hero was definitely ass. The movie was not. The movie was awesome. The movie is great. That's a great point that you make, Breakman. That movie is like underappreciated big time. I love that is, movie. Is it it's streaming good. anywhere? Um... That's a good question, Eric. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. You can, if you have a Roku, you can just you know yell into your your remote, and then it'll find it for you if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, like Last Action Hero is in my top twenty movies. Like, I, it's a good I, movie. I it's a good movie for sure. It's not in my top twenty, but it's definitely good. Next, we have uh, Star Wars Episode Two for the Game Boy Advance versus Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And this is a bit confusing because there was actually two versions of this game. Yeah, uh, that were released for the NES for some reason. Two different developers made this game. I went with the crappy version, the crappier version. <laughs> Neither one were actually good. Yeah, yeah. One was one was better, but uh, I, I can't remember which developer this one is. I just, I, my brain was burning at the at that time. So many bad games had melted it. So I, I didn't even bother to look up the developers. You can go first, Frank, since you've been here. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um... I'm actually going with Star Wars Episode Two. I thought that game was definitely ass. Um, Indiana Jones. Some, I, if it's the version I'm thinking of, they're both bad. You're right, uh, break. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they're. I mean, it, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's still stupid. I mean, it's it. You know, not great, but uh, there's a little bit of fun to be had with the uh, Temple of Doom. Both versions. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going with Star Wars Episode Two. No fun to be had they in that got game. The Last Crusade too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I I only played one version of each of them. Um I I apparently played the good version of uh of um The Last Crusade, but uh mm. I don't think I played the good version of Temple of Doom. Uh, 
I gotta go Indiana Jones and Temple Doom. Alright, so it's Eric. Um Temple of Doom for the Son Atari, of a right? bitch. Oh, I don't think I ever played that one. I played I played The Last Crusade. Yeah, Last so, Crusade was good. I liked it. So, that versus the uh, Game Boy Advance version of Star Wars Episode 2. Yeah. Uh, I've played either of these, but I've, I think I've seen footage of a Let's Play for Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, so I'm uh, something tells me Star Wars is more dog shit though. Some ones for Star Wars. <laughs> good, <laughs> good choice. Talking, I really thought you were going to say Indiana Jones. I know, me too. <laughs> good choice, Eric. Good choice. <laughs> like that was like a uh, that was a um, twist ending. You I, know. Expecting. I know. You M Night Shyamalan us. Uh, yeah. Or something. Uh, anyway, next we have uh, back to Star Wars. Star Wars Episode Six for the Super Nintendo. Frank, you talked about, or I'm sorry, Eric, you talked about Mode Seven graphics and how they're hard to see. Well, the last level of this fucking game is a yeah. total Mode Seven fest through the Death Star, and everything fucking looks the same. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Like I, I, yeah, it's another game that I rented, and thank God I rented it instead of buying it. Um, speaking of rented, I also rented. I only rented one of these. They're for also the- hard as bull schmup. Uh, shooting fest uh, in every other level. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and where, then, where the game just throws everything, including a kitchen sink, at you in an effort to kill you. Yeah. The, the, all of the uh, NES uh, Star Wars, or Super NES. SNES, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, still, they're still fun, it's just they were brutal. Yeah, well, uh, the fun quality, like, I, we can disagree on them. Sometimes, I liked them sometimes, sometimes I hated them. Um, but the mode seven graphics in the episode six were just also awesome. playing as Luke exclusively with a lightsaber is hard because you're dealing with laser fire and shit coming from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a right. lightsaber is not going to cut it at that point. Yeah, and uh, next you—I ha- mean, it should technically, but you know. Yeah, but like you've got it. shitty controls for the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, next we have RoboCop one, two, and three for the NES. I rented a couple of these and. Both of them were fucking crap games. Slow walking. Like, I get it. He's Robocop. Like, he's supposed to be slow moving, but whatever. Like, this is supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be fun. And you failed. You failed miserably. All of you. Uh, Eric, you can start to sound. <laughs> All these Robocop games are dog shit. Even the SNES Robocop 3 was dog shit. <laughs> I don't think I tr- I don't think I played it because uh, I played a couple of the NES games and I was just done with Robocop at that point. So I'm voting for the entirety of the RoboCop series. <laughs> Frank? I disagree with you guys. I think there's a lot of fun to be had in, in the first RoboCop game for sure. Um, Maybe the first one. The other two are dog Yeah, shit. the other two are pretty dog shit. But the first game was actually not too bad. I, I enjoyed it. I actually beat that game. Um, Star Wars. I actually remember the first one, and I, I think of the three, it was the best one. Yeah, for sure, it was the best one. Star Wars Episode Six, on the other hand, for the SNES, is ass. Uh, word of the day: ass. So I'm <laughs> I'm going with Ro- uh, Star Star Wars as the worst. Of I how good was doing emphatically as if the angry video game nerd was on it. Ass! It's ass! <laughs> ass! Ass! It's, it's ass! ass. 
Alright, so I guess you're the tiebreaker break? Tiebreaker. I am going to go... Ooh, this one's tough, because that's all three RoboCops. But it, you do make a good point, Frank. The one wasn't completely terrible. It was least playable, the first one was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whereas, now, I, I just don't think I could even do the last level of, of Episode 6. Like, the trying to fly for the Death Star in Mode 7 graphics, and everything is brown and red. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with episode six, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, next we have Blues Brothers 2000 for the N64. Wait, the- wait, what? This yes. was the thing. Yes, yeah. they made it. They made a Why? game yeah. out. I'm voting for based on principle. How do you make a game out of that? <laughs> they barely made a game off the NES Blues Brothers based on the old Blues Brothers film. No, this one was based on the 2000 movie that was... Um, with, with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, well, I mean, Dan Aykroyd was an original, but this was... Um, he had the three guys... They had the two guys and a kid with him this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them was Goodman. So John Goodman wasn't, and was, other people. Wasn't Godzilla for the NES like a strategy game? Is that No, the, okay. that was Godzilla 2 for the NES. Um, okay. I didn't play Blue Wars 2000, but uh, from what I was seeing on reading about it, like it was an absolute terrible game, and just the idea alone, it shouldn't have happened. Godzilla for the NES was absolutely an unplayable game unless you had the Game Genie, and and it was unplayable for, as Godzilla. Like you were just, at least it looked pretty. Yeah, yeah. I guess it looks pretty right, but uh, you could play as Godzilla and Mothra, and you're going left to right, and you're just getting hit nonstop, barrage of enemy after enemy, and there's nothing you can do to dodge anything. And like I said, I had to get through it with a game genie just uh, spamming with Mothra for mm-hmm. the most part. His special move, or her special move, I mean. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, hmm, I have bad memories of Godzilla. Like, it's one of those games I wanted to like so much, but I just, I couldn't. Um, I'm, I'm voting Godzilla. What do you want, Eric? I'm voting for Blues Brothers because it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I I think I'm blowing, going for Blues Brothers as well just because I didn't even know that game existed and it sounds awful on its face. And at least Godzilla, I need, you had... I need to watch footage of this game, though, after the show. At least Godzilla, you had some, uh, you know, decent, like, uh, graphics for the time and uh, decent pictures, you know, of Godzilla. There were um, there were a, couple, a few games on here that I never even knew existed, but I had to put them on here. Like, Blizzard 2000 was one of those. Like, oh my god, this is real? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is on here. Here's another one. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember that game. I remember it. Oh, I saw, I was watching a little screen, or I was checked out screenshots, I didn't watch video. Uh, versus a game based on, based on a... Uh, an action game based on a really dramatic movie with a lot of uh, a lot to say about war and stuff like that. Like this was a, it was a bad idea to make a an action game based on this movie. Yeah, uh, Platoon for the NES. Like Platoon was the first movie where I saw that nobody was uh, safe. You know, mm-hmm. like in a war movie, because there's a point like in the half. I think it's about. <laughs> the middle point of the movie where they're in the middle of a conversation and one guy, like one of the main characters just gets shot in the middle of a conversation. It was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Cause they were, I I believe they're ambushed. I'm I'm playing footage of Texas chainsaw massacre, by the way. Hold on. Let's uh, start it from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) That they're trying to do the, uh, you know, the, the beginning music. Oh, I don't know what that is. Ow. 
I think you're ugly to call. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, to be honest, I remember that game. You played as Leatherface, which was one of the first games that you actually played the villain. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can go first, right? I'm I'm definitely not picking Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I actually had a lot of fun with that game. I'm picking Platoon. Platoon is another ass game. I get lost. But <clears throat> I do agree with you, Break. It it broke ground a little bit because it did kill off one of the characters mid mid uh, sentence actually. So you know. And that was a, it was a shocking moment. Yeah, I mean, because I mean you're you're. And in war movies, the main character, like, you're always expecting them to get out for the most right. part. There's, there's a few where they don't, like, uh, yeah. you know, none, none of them come to mind at the top of my head. But there were some that... Anyway, um, Eric, you're next. Um, I'm voting for Platoon. Fuck Platoon. I got lost in that game. Yeah, yeah I'm voting for Platoon as well because uh, what uh, uh, Frank said, like, that was one of the first games where you actually get to play as the villain. Yep. Which yep. is kind of neat. Yeah, and it's actually not bad. I mean, it, if you, I mean, all those games were rudimentary, right? Like, like all those twenty six hundred games. But yeah. this one actually, like, I mean, you really felt like Leatherface going and chainsawing people. You know, it was actually kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, next, we have uh, Godzilla for the Game Boy, uh, which had you uh, as a little lizard thing, yeah, uh, climbing up vines and yeah, stuff, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I was called Godzilla. You look nothing like Godzilla. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you were. But I just remember climbing up. Maybe the they were basing it off of that movie, that uh, American movie where he looked like more like a lizard instead of, you know. No, no, no I look like a badly drawn lizard in the, in the game. Mm. game. Uh, versus Karate Kid for the NES, which is apparently one of the worst uh, NES games. I honestly did not play this one just because. Uh, it didn't it looks boring. The game itself just looks boring. Whereas I played Godzilla and uh, it was a stupid idea. <laughs> I don't fucking understand what was going on. Uh, I'm gonna go first and say Godzilla because I played it and it was stupid. Eric, You're um, I'm gonna vote for Waterworld because it was because one it was Waterworld two it was no the- Godzilla versus Karate We're Kid. About Godzilla versus Karate Kid. Oh, I'm sorry, I was. Looking at the next list, sorry. Uh, I was actually it's looking at something. Um, I'm going to vote for Karate Kid. Frank? I don't, I don't think I ever saw the uh, I played Karate Kid. I've seen Godzilla on the Game Boy. I agree with you, Break. I think I'm going to go with Godzilla by the slimmest of margins. It should be Karate Kid, though, man. Karate Kid is so bad. Eric says something. I start typing it for some reason. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> they said, as soon as he said it, I started typing it. Like, what? No, no, no. Like, Frank says, I gotta go. Uh, next. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I guess I already gave you my answer for the next category. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we have Waterworld for the Virtual Boy. There was actually also um, a couple other versions. I think there was a Genesis version or a Nintendo version, which were really uh, bad. Uh, I think it was SNES. But from what I heard, Virtual Boy version was unplayable at some points uh, <laughs> because of the. The sun in the game would get into the the view of, or or something. Uh, like wow, okay. I and I like the Virtual Boy versus uh, arguably the worst NES game of all time, Total Recall. Great movie, terrible game that just was bad in every way. 
not fun at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to go ahead and let Eric start. Oh, he already told us he wanted Waterworld. Frank. <laughs> I'm going with Total Recall because you're right, man. T- huge disappointment. Great movie, shit-defied game. Total ass. I... Hmm. I played several recall. Yeah, it was, it was a total last game. I never got to play World of War. It was one of the few. That one and Jack Brothers, I think it was, were the only yeah. two Virtual Boy games that I never got to play. Any uh, game on the Virtual Boy is terrible. Jack Brothers is say. Cool. <laughs> well, that's sad and I didn't get to play it. I liked most of the Virtual Boy games I played. Um, it's sad to hear this one as bad as it was, but... Uh, the, only, the problem with the Virtual Boy, I know everybody hates the graphics. So, like The red and black graphics didn't bother me at all. What I hated about it was after about 15 minutes of playing it, your brain started to melt. Like, it was the most painful <laughs> fucking it, 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 it was entirely yeah. to the color scheme. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it would give me the most painful fucking headache after just, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it was the worst. Um, for that reason, no, no, no. I played Total Recall, and Total Recall was a shit game. I'm voting for Total Recall. Yep, Total uh, Ass, Godama. Total Ass is what they should have called it. Ass Recall. Ass Recall. <laughs> Uh, I was looking I think, for I think it's like, I, I voted for work for Waterworld over that because we already gave Total Recall like a victory in a previous tournament. I know, so I, I know. Different. It's okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, I was looking for the worst Shrek game because there are a lot of them. Apparently, this is the worst Shrek Shrek Swamp Cart Speedway for the Game Boy Advance, and it looks like total ass. Like it's a terrible looking game. Versus Ghostbusters for the NES. I only played the second one. I didn't play the first one. Um, apparently, it's very similar to the versions that I'd played on the on the uh, Atari, which was a fun but hard game. Um, except for there is a sequence toward the end where you apparently have to walk up all 25. If you can believe it, the C64 version of Ghostbusters is worse than the NES version. Really? Oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I put the NES version on here. So anyway, uh, I'll let you pick first, Eric. Um, I'm voting for Ghostbusters. I will go next. I am voting for... I was looking just at screenshots, and it was one of the ugliest Game Boy Advance games I think I've ever seen. Uh, especially, it's a kart racing game. They had a pretty decent kart racing game on the Game Boy Advance with Mario Kart. There's yeah, no fuck that game. That bad. You know, the real good Game Boy Advance kart racer was Konami Kart, Crazy Kart Racers. I don't think I've played that one. Uh, I am going to vote for Shrek, just onto screenshots. Um, and I, I never played the game. I really hate Super Circuit. It's ugly as fuck. Not fun. Yeah, I, I don't I didn't say it was a great game, but it looks yeah. better than, than Shrek. Yeah. Uh, Shrek Frank? looks like barf. <laughs> yes, Frank, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, and I'm going with Shrek. Ghostbusters, there was a little bit of fun to have, even though it was a shitty game. Shrek Swamp Ass Speedway is what they should have called uh, that game. It is terrible. <laughs> In every which way, shape, and form. Next uh, are two games that I actually played. Um, I beat one the first time I played it, in fact. I wow. played all the way through it in about an hour, and I got all the achievements for Go- just playing it on hard mode. Battle of Los Angeles for the Xbox 360, based on the movie, which wasn't, it was an action movie. It was okay. It was just, it was a movie. You know, it happened. Um, versus a movie that never actually happened. In fact, this was these. Uh, "Quote unquote sequel to the movie, Goonies, Goonies two for the NES. Um, what the fuck? I hate that fucking game. Yeah. Uh, the the Battle of Los Angeles was just moved from point A to point B and shoot aliens, with crappy looking aliens with weak ass guns. 
Uh, you can beat it in about an hour on hard and get all the achievements. Sorry. Like, it's not it's not a hard game even on hard mode. Versus Goonies 2, where I was trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing most of the goddamn time. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting Goonies 2. Like, it was just terrible in every way for me. I hated it. Frank, you're next. I'm also going with Goonies 2 because that game is literally confusing. Uh, Skotoma says, remember the Three Stooges for Game Boy Advance? I love to forget it, Skotoma. Played a little of Goonies 2 and liked what he played. What the fuck were you playing, Freak oh, 5? Like the game, game was ass. One, they should have called it Ass 2. Asses too. What's what's this Battle Los Angeles game? Uh, it's, it's based a on the movie. It sucks. It's a generic shooter. fucking first person shooter, right? Break. Yeah, it's it's a very generic first person shooter. You just shoot the same ugly aliens over and over again. Uh, yeah, Goonies two was confusing, but it had a method to its madness, and it was it actually played more like a Maze of Gallius game. So. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to fault Goonies 2 for not be, for being confusing for kids. So I'm going to vote for the generic shooter, Battle Los Angeles. Yeah. I remember the movie being a thing. Yeah, the yeah. movie is okay. It was milk toast, you know. Sorry. Yeah, I believe my review of it was it was a movie. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Episode 4 for the Super Nintendo. Uh, we talked about, you know, how bad the... the uh, 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 the sixth one is with that mode seven graphics at the end. Uh, this one was just kind of the first take on this being attacked by enemies all the time. Is Luke Han? I think Chewie was the other fellow here. And you know, like the enemies, none of these were Star Wars type enemies. They're just the weirdest fucking creatures for the most part. Every once in a while, you'd fight like Jawas or stormtroopers and stuff, but most of the time, you're getting attacked by weird aliens. Uh, and you're just trying to shoot them. You didn't. Uh, you don't get the lightsaber in this one either, which was I thought a lot of the fun. Uh, I I didn't enjoy that one. Versus Days of Thunder, which was uh, what some. I sometimes I like the, the episode four, just depending on what day of the week it was. I guess uh, Days of Thunder was um, one of the old school racing games and uh, you guys know how I feel about the old school racing games, the ones where you're driving at the screen and it's basically just moving back and forth to avoid the objects that come at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for that reason, I gotta go Days of Thunder. That's shit. Uh, Eric, you're next. I'm voting for Days of Thunder because I, 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 oh, I, I watched my brother play it on the NES back in the day and it just did not look fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. Days of Ass is what I would call it. Uh, Freak 5 says, you know, it would make a day... Day at the zoo. Inter- interesting. If someone dosed all the animals with ecstasy, it definitely would make make for quite a day. Just don't do it to the monkeys. Right, yeah, don't do that. Horny bastards. Apes are okay. Apes are fine, but not the monkeys. Apes can be trusted. Monkeys can't be trusted. Yeah, <laughs> chimps will rip your chimps. face off. Yeah, chimps, chimps will rip your chimps, face off. The chimps are the leaders. You got to yeah. watch out. I saw a fucking Planet of the Apes, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Next. We have Jurassic Park for the Game Boy versus Lethal Weapon for the NES. I played Lethal Weapon. It was a dog shit game, action game. <laughs> yeah. I did not play the Jurassic Park Game Boy game. I just looked at the screenshots in this one. Uh, Frank, you can start this one. Um, I'm going with Lethal Weapon. Uh, Jurassic Park on the Game Boy was ass, but not as much as Lethal Ass. Lethal Ass for me. 
Ass. Lethal ass. Yeah, we'll just call this episode ass. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm voting for lethal weapon. Yeah. I'm going lethal weapon as well. I didn't even play the Game Boy. Uh, The Game Boy dress parts weren't really bad. I didn't play it, though. Um, but I did, unfortunately, play an emulation of Lethal Weapon. Actually, I should say, fortunately, I played an emulation of Lethal Weapon. Uh, next, we have Highlander for the Commodore 64. This is one of these games that was almost on every like bad, worst game ever made list for some reason. I didn't even know it existed, but apparently Highlander for the Commodore 64 is absolute total garbage. Versus The Hunt for Red October on the NES. Um, it was just okay, mostly. You're... you're uh, just piloting the sub. <laughs> Lethal queef, Scotoma says. <laughs> I, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go um, Hunt for October just because I played. And, well, no, actually, you know what? I'm going to go Highlander because of what I was reading about it. I'm going with Highlander. Apparently, it's just a bad game all around. It wasn't fun to play. It looked like it looked like ass. I did look at the screenshots. Eric, what do you want? Uh. Highlander and what again? Hunt for Red October. October. Uh, I'm going for Hunt for October. Frank, you're a tiebreaker. I'm going with High Asser, one of the worst games ever. (laughs) High Asser. Yeah. High Asser. Next we have, this is a game I didn't play because I wasn't a fan of the fucking movie. Uh, Charlie's Angels for the PS2 versus, and this one might be controversial, but apparently a lot of people hated it. Um, I I'm kind of indifferent to it. Uh, sometimes it was fun, other times it was just stupid. Jaws for the NES. Um, like I said, I'm kind of indifferent to Jaws, uh, whereas Charlie's Angels is based on a bad movie to begin with, <laughs> and then uh, there, there are problems with the game itself. So Charlie's Angels for me. Eric, you're next. Um, let's see. Uh... Uh, Charlie's Angels. Jaws has some entertainment value for me. What about you, Frank? Um, Charlie's Asses was pretty bad, but <laughs> but Ass uh, Ass is just really, really bad. I would have went with Jaws for sure. Jaws is Ass. But Charlie's Angels moves on. Uh, next we have, and I actually have a pretty interesting uh, story, I guess, with uh, Fight Club. I played Fight Club before it was released at the uh, that game show I went to. I, I like mm. to talk, brag about, you know, I guess I like to brag. Uh, this was the second most popular game there. The most popular game there was Halo 2. The second most popular game there was Fight Club. Wow. For the PS- PS2. Um, so people there really thought it was going to be a big hit. And, oof, boy, were we all wrong. Um <laughs> I was surprised it, when I think about it. Like I'm really surprised by how popular a game that was, considering some of the other games that were there. Resident Evil Four, um, Charlie's X, Queefs. <laughs> uh, what was it? The first uh, X Men four player game. What do you call that? Uh, the I forget what those called. Uh, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, yeah, those, those games um, before the Ultimate Alliance. That went over just X Men. It was the first one of those. Um, so there were really a lot of good games there, but Fight Club was one of the most popular. Versus, and this one was controversial, but a lot of people didn't like it, and I don't think it holds up now just because of the gameplay. My favorite part of this game always and probably will be still fun, though. 
my part of top favorite part of Top Gun was trying to land the plane and then instead of landing it, sinking the goddamn aircraft. Yeah, <laughs> or or worse, um, trying to line up the the fuel canister mm-hmm. to get refueled. <laughs> yeah, I just I usually just sank the aircraft carrier. I, I just stopped trying to get landed and just try to send. But it's just it's another game where enemies are just flying at you and you're just pointing your pointing your gun around the, the screen. Kind of there's, there's, there's like no depth of field, so they kind of just come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they exactly do. Um, but, you know, like I said, you can sink the aircraft carrier, and that's always going to be fun to me. I'm going to start out, and uh, Fight Club just, yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing about Fight Clubs is like the zoom in on the breaking of bones. Like, ooh, that's a cool thing. I mean, yeah, but the rest of the, the, the doing the actual breaking of the bones wasn't fun. It's the most bland fighting game ever fucking made. Um, and I think Abe Lincoln was in it, too, for some reason. If I'm, if I'm, is it a hidden character or something like that because of fight, some weird Fight Club story? Anyway, um, I'm voting Fight Club. Frank, what do you want? Uh, so we got Ass Club versus Top Ass. Um, I'm also going to go with Ass Club, uh, Breakman. Oh, wow. Eric, what do you want? Not having played Ass Club, I'm voting for Top Ass. <laughs> I, I would I would actually if it wasn't up against Fight Club I probably would have voted for it too. Uh, speaking of games, I'm uh, I'm I'm not actually torn on this one. I think uh, Enter the Matrix for the PlayStation One versus and I, I, I no I rented it I rented that one versus another game I rented play, Ghostbusters Two for the NES which was it was a dumb game and you know. first rule of Fight Club you don't play the game Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the Matrix for the PlayStation 1, uh, which had bad bullet time. Uh, this, uh, it, it was before, um, I think, what, what was that, Max Payne? Yeah. Those games, yeah. Which actually really utilized the, the bullet time. It just was not a good game anyway. Versus Ghostbusters 2, which was... Um, Weird. It was a weird game, mostly. Not that fun. Um, but Enter the Matrix made me mad. It was one of those games that was just so bad it made me mad. Whereas Ghostbusters 2 was like, yeah, I guess it's it's okay. I'm going to go play something else. Enter the Matrix for me. Eric, what do you want next? Um, um, Ghostbusters 2. Ooh, Frank, you're the tiebreaker. All right, so we got to enter the Asterix versus Assbusters Two. Uh, I'm the going. Two Matrix game was more fun. I'm going with enter the Asterix. It it was ass, <laughs> just total <laughs> and utter ass. Ass, got it. I like that title. Assbusters. Uh, enter the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Cliffhanger for the Genesis. I did not play it. Versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit for the NES, which I did unfortunately play. Um, Eric, you can start this one out. Mm. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Ass? I mean, <laughs> what do you want, Frank? Uh, so we got uh, Ass Hanger versus uh, Who Framed Roger Ass. I'm gonna say Ass Hanger, um, just to make you the tiebreaker, uh, break man. I come on, you know for a fact Who Framed Roger Rabbit's a terrible game. Yeah, it's I worked. know. You know you wanted to say Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so Who Framed Roger Rabbit's moving on. Goddamn that fucking game. 
Who framed Roger Ass moves on. Next we have Terminator 2 for the arcade. Uh, apparently it's... I I remember playing it. I kind of liked it, but apparently it's it's because it's a really bad quarter muncher. I, I really don't remember. Um, just It's really punishing. It's and, definitely uh, a quarter muncher, but it's not yeah. a terrible game. Uh, versus Mad Max for the NES, which I don't remember. Hmm. And I actually don't remember the next NES game either. I remember so it. I, I got enough. I got nothing on that. But uh, I, I had some fun with Terminator 2, even though it was eating my money. So I'm going to say Mad Max. Uh, I'm voting for Mad Max as well, because I saw the Let's Play. Corn Shack does all these games most of the time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't seem very interesting. What do you want, Frank? Uh, Terminator wasn't bad, uh, the arcade <laughs> game, uh, but Mad Ass is definitely... No, uh, it's Terminator 2 Judgment Ass. <laughs> judgment Ass, okay. Um, ass or Ass Max. Um, ass Max, for sure, man. Uh, d- definitely a milk toast game, boring as fuck. Next we have Star Wars Episode Five. that's Empire Strikes Back on the Atari 2600. Versus Die Hard on the answer. Enter the Queef Freaks. <laughs> Enter the Queef Freaks, uh, Skodoma says. <laughs> I, I am going to let Eric pick first. Um, I'm going to vote for Star Wars. E, no, or, no, wait. The other one's Bill and Ted. Uh-oh. No, it's Star Wars Episode oh. Empire Strikes Back. Whoa, whoops. Oh, wait. You have an NES and Mark, sorry. Oh, NES versus an Atari. Oh, that's what I did. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, so we're on the Die Hard one. Okay. Um, My bad. I didn't realize I did that. Uh, I'm voting for... I'm voting for Die Hard. I don't even remember episode six for the Atari. I I just... I remember the scene of... uh, I've I've seen the video of the screen where you're the... do you already have Star Wars Episode Six listed for the? No, Empire? this is five, Eric. This five. is Episode We're Five. This is Empire. Oh well, yeah, I'd still vote for the other one. Uh Frank. Um, Star Wars Episode Ass versus what was the other one? Die ass or ass hard? It's ass hard. Ass yeah. hard. Um, I'm voting for. Oh God! They this is the one that I okay. This one's not terrible. Um, I I played this one. I actually like this. This is a Empire Strikes Back, right? Episode. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Die Hard actually, because uh, Episode uh, Five was probably the least worst of all those Atari six twenty six hundred games. Uh, it's it's the one apparently that's most liked of the Atari. Games. Yeah, it's it's actually I not do bad. I not remember Die Hard though. Is the problem? Uh, it's it's ass, but it's yeah, it's worse I, ass. Yeah, I don't remember the game at all. Whereas like a, it, episode five seemed like it would have been fun when if I had an Atari back then. So I am gonna go Die Hard. Okay, so, moving here. Next we have Star Wars Episode Five for the NES. Which was a hard game, and I actually enjoyed, even though Luke was like a uh, half inch tall or something. Like, he was really, really tiny. Versus Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, for also for the NES. Oh, uh, I am gonna let Frank start this one. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Ass Venture. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. Bill and Ted. 
Yeah, I gotta go with you guys. So, no one's had because I actually episode five uh, it was on a lot of people's list for the NES, but I I liked the game even though it was balls hard a lot of time. And like I said, Luke was about a half inch tall. See, really one of the smallest <laughs> game characters I can remember. Uh, next, we have RoboCop for the Xbox because apparently RoboCop, no matter what, is always a bad game. Versus a Nightmare on Elm Street for the NES, which I always wanted to play back then, but apparently it's a good thing I never got to play it. Yeah. Oh, wait, you know, I did play it as an emulator. Yeah, it's a good thing I never got to play it. But the one cool thing about Nightmare on Elm Street was it was actually a four-player game. One of the few. There were a few. that I, I had the four-player multi-thing so I could play Gauntlet. Four people. Uh. I liked it. Uh, from what I played of Nightmare on Elm Street uh, versus what I saw of RoboCop, neither one of these is fun. Eric, you can start this one. Um... I'm gonna vote for Nightmare on Elm Street because I don't have any idea of what RoboCop's supposed to play like. I am going to go with RoboCop to put Frank on the spot. Yeah, I'm going with Robo Ass too. Um, Nightmare <laughs> on Ass Street. Um, I I saw Cornshack do a playthrough of Nightmare on Ass, and and it was it was okay. You know, it wasn't yeah, as bad I as what people. It would have been fun out. with four players too. Like I said, like I didn't, I never, I only played as an emulator. So I don't play Nightmare and Queen Street. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next we have Iron Man Two for the PlayStation Three versus Alien Three for the NES. That's confusing, Frank. You can start off. I'm going Iron Man Two. Very disappointing on the PS3. I thought it was going to be a kick-ass uh, hero game, and it was Iron Ass Two is bad and. <laughs> Alien Ass 3. Um, you think Sega would have learned after the first Iron Man game did poorly? <laughs> yeah. What do you want, Eric? I'm voting for um, Alien 3. I I am going to go with Eric. I hate Alien 3. I, I, ugh, it's just a bad game. Um, it, it was essentially like the dumbed-down version of like the Super Nintendo Genesis version. Just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Next, and this game probably shouldn't have happened. Uh, I didn't even. I actually know. I did. I didn't know it happened. Catwoman for the GameCube. <laughs> Apparently, the game is even worse than the bad movie. Versus Friday the Thirteenth for the NES. One of the worst games. Of the whoa, whoa, whoa! I just found out that the that the Planet of the Apes movies are continuing. Yes, yes. Hmm. I'm glad. It's Ooh. gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Eric, you can start this one. Mm. Um. Oh, this is the last one, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I didn't even run. This is the last Cat, one. Catwoman versus Family Cat, or the Friday the 13th. Uh, Catwoman um, for the GameCube or PlayStation. or. Uh, I never played Catwoman, and I've never had a desire to. Mm-hmm. And and why I think Friday the 13th is dog shit, I think it had some redeeming value. I, I don't think Cat, Catwoman ever had any redeeming value. <laughs> so I'm voting for Catwoman. Frank? I'm going with Ass Woman as well. Um, oh, wow, she's moving on. Uh, yes, I don't know. Ass Day the Thirteenth is actually not as it, it gets a bad rap, but uh, there's some really good things about that game. It, it's it's scary for one. Um, that's, tr- that's true. It is one of the scariest NES games because you never know where Jason's going to yeah. be. And, and, you know you're gonna run and then all of a sudden, meh, 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 and you know you had to haul ass over to the counselors, otherwise they would fucking die. Yeah, and then. Always in the first house I went into. Every yeah, fucking time. Yeah, and then you'd go into a house, and sure enough, there he was. And then you'd have to fucking dodge machetes, and oh my god, it, it, that game is I definitely scary. Yeah. Bam! 
I'll throw a rock at him. Oh. Yeah, I could never ever pass that game, but uh, uh, still, like I said, had some. You know, I would have put it for Friday the Thirteenth, but Catwoman moves on in a stunning overturn of events, um, and not as many. No, I guess a lot of Atari and a lot of PlayStation or sorry NES games moved on, but not as many as I thought. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many bad NES games. Well, they were doing a lot of shovelware and a lot of licensed games that were just yeah. ass, so, you know. But the, the license, like, there were other games I wanted to put on here, and just I, I ran out of room. Games like Predator, for instance. Um, Frightqueef the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. There was the Predator fucking new game, that, that piece of shit that people were playing and had fun with that looked like ass to me. Is mm-hmm. ass. I should have called it Pred Ass or, you know. There but, was a Predator game I used to play on the. It was Alien vs. Predator, maybe? Yeah, that one was 2000. Kind of fun. Yeah. No, it was like, like 2001, I think. Yeah. It, it was about. It was around the time that um, No One Lives Forever came out. Yeah. R- Which is also an amazing game. Freak 5 says RP Queefers. RP assers. <laughs> oh my god, man. RP queefers. I love it, man. All right, we got to get out of here, guys. Uh, it's past our uh, time, our allotted time. So. The name of this episode should be this pop. This episode was full of ass. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing the, the, the show tonight. I, I think, it. I I think it's it. I think it's break, and this oh, is a perfect well, opportunity for break. Another night I'm going to spend doing this show again. God damn it. <laughs> And after the last time, if you, uh, I'm gonna wait about a half hour, an hour before I get in here, I guess, um, yeah. for you to post. If it's not in here, I'm gonna reboot my computer before I show. Okay, yeah, please I do that. It was funny the last time, uh, break man. He's referring to like he's like he's like on me. He's like you know on Twitter. He like uh, gives me a DM. He's like, are you gonna put the 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 episode in there or what? And I'm like. Dude, it's in there. <laughs> yeah, were you fucking blind? Uh, <laughs> Queef the 13th is greater than Dragon Queef. How dare you, Freak 5? You're exiled, you son of a bitch. Uh, Queef Grinders. How dare you, Skonema? Son of a bitch. Friday the 13th. Queef? <laughs> Friday the 13th. Queef. <laughs> All right, let's do our plugs. Uh, break. Plug away, please. You follow me at RP Grinders on Twitter, where I'm suspended still for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, finally, uh, finally, I got in trouble on Twitter. It's been a while since I've gotten in trouble, but uh, I, I called Marjorie Taylor Greene a cunt, and apparently she didn't like that in her voice. Oh God, what a fucking cunt! <laughs> no, it was probably it was probably like one of her, you know, people followers or something. Oh, yeah, probably. Like, oh my God. Oh my god, you called a woman a cunt. How dare you? She was talking about breaking up the United States of America. I know. Who else thought about a cunt? Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric, plug away, please. Um, You can find my written articles on bossbestbrigade.com, or you can go to the audio feed for the podcast and listen to my audio reviews of games. And if you like either of those things and you want to support me, um, there's a link to my Patreon and my Twitter profile. I was just at EricRPG. All right. Uh, you, anything else, Eric? Um, sending me as little as a dollar would help out. Yeah. 
All right, you can follow me at Frank Branches on Twitter. I'm hardly ever there, though. You can find me on any of the systems, mostly PS5 right now because I'm playing Last of Us 2, uh, RP Grinders. I want to thank everybody that was in chat, Freak5, Skodama, uh, O1Ella. Oh, I was disconnected from chat. I was wondering why I said one. Oh. I'm looking at old messages. OX2, AOK, Alicidra, Odyssea, Commander Root, Drapsnat, Kata or Kata, Lurks. Lurks is in here. What's up, Lurks? Uh, Streamfarer and Violets TV. Thank you all for being in there and being lurkers, except for uh, Freak5 and Skodama. You guys rock. As always, uh, Freak says I'm plugging Bernie's OnlyFans, or should I say Bernie's Only Queefs? How dare you, man? How dare you? All right, anything else, gentlemen? Aw, I can't catch yes. up. I can't catch up in chat. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'll, I'll see you guys later. I can't say anything in chat, apparently. All right. I'm still looking at Total Ass. Yeah, Total Ass. Ass. Um, all right. Uh, uh, thanks for joining this uh, astastic uh, episode. So uh, stay safe this weekend. We want to see you back here next ass. I mean week. Till then, we are out. Later, everybody. Ass. Get that ass. Queef. Queef Bam, bam, bam.